and welcome back to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. It's me, Kevin Clark. I'm a co-host. Drives a vote. Uh, it's me, Matt. Uh, there he is. All here. We're all co-hosts. All, all president all accounted for. Founding <laughs> members of the Suspense is Killing Us. <laughs> Co-CEOs. Mm. I'm the CFO. I'm going to buy out your shares in a hostile takeover. That's fine. You're buying them, right? <laughs> well, the board's going to buy them. You're going to get nothing. Uh, are you going to... Div- Dilute my shares? Dilute your shares? No. Yeah. What did you dilute them down to? Two percent. My father's gonna think I'm such a failure. My father (laughs) can't even look me in the eye. You guys can have all of my shares as long as you don't mess with uh, what's going on in the R and D basement. All the stuff I've been working on. All the stuff in the basement. Yeah. Wow. My tanks and sub basement below this basement. basement? basement, All the all the. I'm just fingers crossed that Bane doesn't find out about it. All the tanks and super weapons you've been working on that nobody remembers. (laughs) I don't care for all those mechanical noises coming from down there. I've got I've got I got Morgan Freeman down there. He lives down there. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, this was just a character I played in a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm way too old to make anything at this point. All I can do is sit. Keep telling you I don't know anything about quantum mechanics. (laughs) Build me a tank. I'm an actor. (laughs) God damn it. Oh, poor Morgan Freeman. Well, he got what he deserved. <laughs> he did? Yeah, that's well, what he deserved. Did I miss him? Oh, okay. Oh, being locked in the basement. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's still in our deck. Thanks for Kevin. <laughs> got it, yeah. got it. Yeah. Come on, dude. He's still a great actor. Yes. I mean, Kevin, you know, he's still free to walk <laughs> I around hear down there. Him. He, get, he takes plenty of roles. I can hear him down yeah, there yeah. screaming, I'm still a great actor. He's still he's still president in the Olympus Has Fallen movies. I've got one of those. He's president in a lot of I've things. got one of those battle royale callers, though. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm sorry. He doesn't need that. He won't leave. <laughs> he definitely doesn't need it. He's. I can hear him screaming. I don't need the collar. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm I'm I don't know old. how to build a tank, though. I'm, I'm too old to go anywhere. I'm gonna be honest. It doesn't work. How do you pay a salary? Pay? Oh no! No, no. This this got <sighs> no, dark. No, 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 this no. got no. This <gasps> is not follow, okay. Not following oh, that no. <laughs> He took it there. <laughs> it really sounded like it was a <laughs> real voluntary sort of thing going on up Jeez. to that point. It is. It's totally voluntary. Yeah, we got the mechanical noises down uh, downstairs, and Kevin's new. He's down there with that new cat. Kevin's new cat running around upstairs. It's just I'm just taking care of it for a week. It's a new cat. It's pretty new. He's like he's like four months. It is a baby cat. Uh, friend, our friend Maria's cat. Mm. Where did Maria go? She just abandoned. She's in Hawaii. Uh huh. That's what she says. I mean, she went out. Did she go out for cigarettes (laughs) in Hawaii? (laughs) Uh, I've got to get these special Hawaiian cigarettes. I will be back. This cat was keeping me up all night last night. I was like, it's like so small. I don't, you don't know until you're like kept awake by such a tiny thing all fucking night how much you can hate something that's so small. It's just looking at me and I'm just like, I'm going to fucking throw you how old so is hard out into the street, you piece of shit. It's a kitten. I just want to go to sleep. It's like, it's like four months old, okay. maybe. Cats, cats <laughs> don't sleep old. until they're like nine months old. It slept... <laughs> It slept all fucking day yesterday. I'm like up watching TV all day. It's just asleep, and then like as soon as soon as, as, as soon as I'm like I'm gonna soon go to it bed. Sees your eyes closed. I'm like I'm gonna go to bed. It's about two. I should probably go to bed. And it's like oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking monster. When I was taking care of uh, Keegan's cat Franny a couple of years ago, I had her for the summer, and like that cat hated quarters of all things. If we left quarters on any surf- surface, she would knock them off. Yeah, that's we, classic. And we had a change jar on a desk in our bedroom, and she would just be like, every night, would knock this thing over and make this huge noise, scare the shit out of me. And you know what? I didn't fucking learn. I didn't, like, take it and put it in a drawer. Or yeah. I was just, just like, I was real stubborn about it. Cat, like, no, this you, is, you this learned is to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. This is on you, cat. I know. I, this I, is I, a teachable moment for the cat. I had the cat for, like, four months, and, like, it took two or three months for me to figure out what if I just move this so she can't knock it over. Yeah, you really got a cat proof thing. That was not that was not smart. <laughs> Cats are fucking assholes. I love it. I'm an idiot. 
<laughs> yeah, they're dicks. Because uh, at first I was like, this is way easier than dog sitting. And I mean, it is because I don't have to like take it for a walk. It's like less work overall. But generally, a dogs don't you keep don't, me up all fucking night. You don't have night. to do anything except be annoyed by it. I mean, the thing just goes on its own. The cat? Yeah, you got to feed it and then and keep in water it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's yeah. it. The cat yeah. just don't goes, off it, and goes off and ruins I'm your not, life. I'm not going to, but it's that <laughs> those dark thoughts cross your mind when you're like, I just mm-hmm. want to go to sleep. I just want to get like, at, at, that, at some point I was just like, I just want to get an hour of sleep. <laughs> I just want like to lay down here for like a solid hour and then you can wake me up again. Yeah. And you could lock that cat in a room or something like that. And oh, that's going to be get worse. Out somehow. It, it would like claw the door like open. Yes. Yeah. No, they. Well, what happens if you? What happens is if the, then you shut the door or you like lock the cat in a different room is that it doesn't go like, well, this is fine. I'm just going to play around. Guess in here. I'm in here. It goes like, well, now I want back in that room, and it starts yelling at the door and scratching <laughs> the door. And so you're like, well, you can't. You know, it doesn't. It, nothing. You can't help it. Anyway, I didn't. Yeah. So. I love cats, and uh, I'm more of a cat person than a dog person, but they do. It is a part of a cat's mo to make your life a living hell. That I mean, that is kind of their deal. Well, this is a kitten too, so I mean, I, I'm and not more even more so if it's a kitten. I don't hold it against him really now because I'm awake. But like you know, if, you know, several hours ago, I was it was the my most hated thing on the planet was this cat. This you go up there, and go up there now. It's a little fluffy, <laughs> fuzzy little kitten. It's it's like it's like maybe it's, it's like taller than the table. It's taller. Oh, you're going. Oh, you're going off the table. Off the oh, table. I was going to say table, it's maybe like a what tall? You know? It is a cougar. <laughs> Did yeah, we not point out that it's a it's a it's a six month old cougar? He's got his hand about a foot off the surface of the table, and I'm like, oh my god, it disemboweled me yesterday. Well, you deserve that. I didn't say I didn't deserve it, but it did do it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to tuck him back in, get it's, out the staple gun. It's yeah. like uh, it spit that uh, that, st- that stuff on you, like in Jurassic Park, and then cut your guts open. <laughs> it, is a ne- it is a Nedry killer. It's not a That's ki- what those are called, right? Nedry, Nedry killers. killers. Yeah. Josie figured out how to open the door. Like to your oh, apartment? Oh, no. Yeah, we are. We're in our, <laughs> to leave? In our new apartment, the door, I'm real paranoid about it because the door doesn't latch when it shuts. Like you have to kind of give it an extra little bit of a shove to make it latch. And, uh, so, like, occasionally, like, if we open the balcony, the door will pop, the front door will pop open if there's, like, a lot of wind. But anyway, when Molly leaves the house without her, she cries for a minute. She wants to go wherever Molly goes. And yesterday, she Molly went to work. She shut the door and latched the door and everything. And the dog was crying for a second and sort of pacing around the, the house. And then she, I, I hear her go over to the front door, jump up, and, like, hit the <laughs> latch. Because it's like a it's like a, oh, no. a twist latch, you know, on, oh, our, on no, our front door. That's how, oh. And I'm like, oh, fuck, the dog's going to learn how to open the door. She's gonna get out and kill some other fucking animal. Maybe she'll it's just my nightmare. Get, maybe she'll get out and have a fun adventure. I don't think that's likely. Maybe the animal that she kills will be like a serial killer or something like that. <laughs> yeah, she killed this animal. Oh, he yeah. was an animal. Did you see what he did yeah, to those it was, bodies? It was just because the dog was a corgi, though, not because it was a serial killer. She <laughs> just she hates corgis. corgis. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> they also, they seem like they're rubbing their happiness in her face. They're overrated. They, corgis are like the op, the anti Josie. Corgis are like yappy, and mm-hmm. so like she's already scared of every animal. That's why she wants to kill them. So if something barks at her, it's like all bets are off. Like at first, it's like you know if she sees another dog like across the street while we're walking, she'll like kind of start breathing heavy and and wanting to pull and go faster because she wants to get away from this other thing. But if the other dog in the process of this like sees and barks at her, she's like, fuck you. And she just wow. wants to kill him. <laughs> and she has the, she also has specific enemy dogs. There are a couple dogs that we see on like our regular walks. Like uh, other, other neighborhood Simpson dogs. has her rival baby. Yeah. Almost. There's this white there's this white uh, this white German shepherd that this lady has that I see on our walks 
pretty regularly, like once or twice a week. And like if other dogs, like if we're walking on opposite sides of the street, like that's generally okay. If she sees this thing from 50 yards away, she wants to fucking kill it. Wow. <laughs> she just hates this dog for some do you reason. Have to hold the, do you have to hold the dog back from Yes, like, I do. Tearing... I have to like... I have to like restrain her, turn around, go the other way, something like that. Jesus Christ! Yeah, she's crazy. She hates this. She hates this other dog. She specifically seems to hate white dogs. Wow. Okay. She's I like the opposite they, of white dog. I think it's because they pop in her vision a little bit more. She could just see them better. Mm-hmm. Like if she could see all the other dogs as well, then she would also hate them Maybe, just as yeah. much. And she like she even hates puppies. I mean, it's crazy. She'd eat a puppy right now. I've seen her bark at puppies that people are holding in their arms. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. It's it's bizarre. You've really assembled just a perfect family for yourself. Yeah, you? right. <laughs> Man's best friend. I got this dog. It hates everything. Yeah, I mean, it loves me. <laughs> well, loves Molly more. Well, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> she she imprinted on Molly, but is that what happened? Yeah. Don't they, don't they have to be uh, don't they have to be fresh out of their eggs to imprint on? Uh... No, dogs will imprint on on a new owner. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, yeah, dogs are classic imprint animals. A dog will just like go where it where it is. Like they're like someone will be like, I'm your owner now and the dog's like, Okay and it's like, Guess what? We don't have a house or anything and the dog's like, Well, that, yeah, we're doing it. They're pack animals, you know. That's what they do. God bless them. <laughs> what are we doing this week? We're not gonna talk about being dead. <laughs> no, God, no more about being dead. We already talked about. Hey, if you're wondering, are they going to talk about Bean Dad? We already do- talked about. By the time Bean this Dad. comes out, no one's going to remember Bean Dad. Yeah, I hope, I hope not. It's a new development. Yeah, <laughs> look look up Bean Dad, or better yet, don't yeah, look up Bean Dad in three weeks. It's when a thing you, that when just you hear this. just happened hours ago, and will almost be entirely forgotten by the time we're done recording this. <laughs> but it'll we be, like to stay current. It'll uh, be as if you imagined Bean Dad. The, uh, the one thing I wanted to mention is that you, Travis had posted a uh, <clears throat> a thing on, or someone posted a thing on Instagram that was like, well, so we don't know if it was me. They fell off. They almost there. fell off their ladder. Yeah, they almost fell off their ladder. And then, like two days later, I got the email from uh, Rebecca that was uh, saying that she loves our show, but that she also uh, almost wrecked her car while laughing so hard at. We'll <laughs> try at to be. Our, le- we'll try to be our less southern funny. accents from the clients. We'll so. be less funny and going. No, no. Uh, and I was mentioning this to my friend. Uh, uh, so anyway, I'm glad he didn't die, Rebecca. But uh, I mentioned to my friend Christopher, and he was like, he was like, you know, though, you don't know how many people have died from <laughs> listening to your podcast. They, are, they can't tell us because yeah. they can't tell you because they died. I'm like, That's damn it, you're right. That's true. When you when you wake up tomorrow and you have somebody clawing into your back, like words clawing into your back, like you killed me on your podcast <laughs> from the ghost that you murdered. I'll, claw, I'll I'll carve into my front. Go talk to Matt. Yeah, exactly. it's Matt's fault. <laughs> Yeah, Go we, talk to Matt. I'll, I'll still be awake. We're from all the being cat, haunted. So. We love the fact that people are almost getting severely injured or dead listening to our podcast. Oh, Thank I love you so it. much for yeah, almost yeah. dying. Please, while listening. And if, you, and if, if, you, if, if, if you or any of your loved ones have been killed during the course of our podcast, please have your estate send us the 450 Patreon because <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, need we, we need it. That's we need true. it. We need it more than they do. If, uh, if you are one of our, our, our patrioids, uh, please just get severely injured rather than getting killed while yeah. listening to our <laughs> podcast because we need that we need that revenue coming in. If anybody else has more, we've got expensive come. habits. Yeah, but also like please, 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 please send us your stories about almost dying listening to our <laughs> podcast. I would love to hear because it was just amazing to me that there were two within like two days of each other. <laughs> one of them was just a ladder. We, he could have been like two rungs up or something. Yes. I like I like to think he was. This 50 lady rungs almost up. wrecked her car. But this lady Rebecca seems like she might yeah. have almost died. Yeah. That would have been sad. That yeah. would have been sad, but it didn't happen. That's good. She no. lived to send us an email, and she seemed like it was it was all it was all fun. Yeah. So She's I mean, a badass. Thanks, Rebecca. 
I hope you. I hope you're listening. I hope driving you're around like what? It, it sounds like she was driving <laughs> up the Matterhorn or something like that. From what I could gather, just like the the twistiest. She was like t- delivering uh, nitroglycerin to a <laughs> to a <laughs> oil field or she something. Forgot, that's what the, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the uh, thing. She's like, "Hi, I live in South America, and my job is to deliver <laughs> nitroglycerin across rickety uh, bridges." Anyway, I was listening to your podcast uh, uh, while I was doing this. What do you think somebody who died listening to our podcast, what do you think their death dream would be? Like, the instant of their death and they lived their whole uh, life again. Uh, <laughs> it would probably be them imagining a, a very accurate uh, a very accurate 20 years in the future yeah, somehow. exactly. <laughs> a, a shockingly accurate, shockingly 20, accurate. Eight, 20 years in the future <laughs> of when they, from when they were. <laughs> well, so that's it, our segue, we everybody. Figured it out, we did yeah. it. <laughs> Today we're gonna do we're gonna do three movies where shit is all in people's heads <laughs> to one degree or another. Yeah, we we did we were gonna do twists. It's, it's like but it, it this is, is so much more specific than that. It is twists, but it is all it's all in your it's head. All in your head. It's Basically. all in your head. So we're gonna yeah. do. Are we 19... just gonna call it that? Well, we'll think I mean, about. It. Yeah, okay. We're, we're gonna, gonna do 1990s Jacob's Ladder. I think that's pretty good unless we can think of one that's like it's yeah. all in your dead or something. Whoa! <laughs> but they're not they're not all dead. Uh, we're gonna uh, spoil. We're gonna right, like. I mean, if you haven't seen any of these movies and you want we're to, we're gonna spoil the shit all, out like, of them. Most of the movies we we spoil, but then I think these ones speci- very. Sp- these are movies that are very specifically built on the twist ending. Yeah. So if you don't want Jacob's Ladder, Identity, or Shutter Island spoiled for you, yeah, go watch. Go em. watch them first and come back. But <clears throat> J- Jacob's Ladder, I feel like, is everybody synonymous with its ending. Whereas yeah, it, yeah, yeah. there's a good chance that you, uh, a chance that you might not know how Shutter Island or Identity. Right. Yeah. And if you don't I'm know, not, and if you don't know Identity in particular, it's a really, really fun terrible and if, I, would, I, I, I highly recommend going out and <laughs> watch that seek, one seek it out it's you, super you, fun it, you, it's par- that's part it's of James, the fun it's, yeah yeah we'll get to that yeah <laughs> every day Jacob Singer goes to work what's wrong oh, this is one of those days and every day he wonders what is happening to him maybe it's the pressure Jake they're like demons just What were they, Jake? Let me look at your hand. You have a very strange line. See, according to this, you're already dead. (laughs) Something's wrong, Jake. They're coming after me. I don't know who they are or what they are, but they're going to get me, and I'm scared, Jake. I've seen them, too. So we're gonna start with Jacob's Ladder. We're gonna start with Jacob's Ladder. Speaking of death dreams, a really a really well liked movie, like a popular film. A, yeah, a kind of a kind of a beloved movie. This is like kind of one of those movies that you see just as like a, a perennial classic. Oh yeah, and Jacob's Ladder. It but just it, falls on those lists, sort of like. I think this movie like it sucks. I think this movie mostly isn't good, but I. I, I, there's stuff I like about it. Sure, there's it. Sometimes it looks good. I think that I think, I think that, it, I, yeah. Adrian Lin's problem is not shoot making good looking. No, that and I think no. that's what's good about it is that uh, I think that what really what really fucking sinks this movie is is the reveal. Like sure. the, when it when it all comes together, it's like one of those movies that I think is just sunk entirely by its premise, mm-hmm. by its like by its twist because. Because once you know where it's going, you're watching the whole movie going, going like, like, "What wait, the fuck? Wait, what? Why? Because the rest, because the way it builds, like throughout the movie, that I like a lot of that. Like the way you know he's having visions, and right. it's very weird, and it's Adrian Lynn can shoot the fuck out of a movie, right. you know, like. And, and then Elizabeth Pena's boobs are all over the place, right? and then she gets That's, she gets fucked by a monster at a dance I party. I loved that right? scene. I'm just yeah. saying, there's I'm, a lot of cool stuff like that, which yeah. is why I can't dislike it. And I also re- I remember I hadn't seen this movie since high school the first time when I when I was like, "Oh my god, Jacob's Ladder, yes!" Right, and I watched 
watched it again, but I remembered being kind of sort of like the the ending is famous, and you're kind of like whoa, but be kind of like well, that came out, came out of nowhere, and it kind of doesn't because they really do they foreground the whole thing in this fucking insanely gnarly Vietnam scene, this and they Vietnam keep they, yeah, yeah. and they keep cutting back to Vietnam, and they, but they keep cutting yeah, so yeah, yeah. like when you watch it on rewatch, it is kind of telling you what's happening. It doesn't come out of nowhere. It's not, it's not telling you, but when you watch it again, you're like, oh, yeah, there he is. He's going, he's yeah. being carried around. He's injured, and, and then it's flashing back. I think, that the, I think that it's not that, it's n- that the movie doesn't foreground it or tell you that it's going to do that or that it comes out of nowhere. It's that when it happens, it's bullshit. <laughs> like, that it like doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Like, when it happens at the end, it's you're like, not wait. Because cool. throughout the movie, you're seeing this, and you're thinking, oh, these are his non-flashbacks, and then also he's going through this, like, current trauma, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever, and, and with his dead son, and, you know, so he's so he's having all these problems, but then when you get to the end, and it's like, he's been dead, he's dead the whole time, you're like, wait, but he just imagined, he just some imagined. Of, some of it, he definitely just, like, <clears throat> it, it, this movie like, puts, puts a lot of work into the whole, the human brain is uh, yeah. complex, and I don't know. Right, and I mean, I don't I'm the don't writer know of Ghosts, so I bet if you talk to really? him, he, he'd be like, so it's kind of some spiritual, new-agey bullshit, too. I think so. Yeah. It's it, a, it I would feels say, like a movie where the, the it yeah. feels like it when you're watching it where you're going like if, there, if I do some work then I can piece this together but I don't think you can yeah. and why do I don't want to be like doing a bunch of work while also, I'm watching a movie why either. is his chiropractor like an emissary from heaven <laughs> yeah that's I, I don't know but I like Danny, Danny 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 I, like I mean when he's lot. got the crutch and he's like threatening you people get the fuck away from him <laughs> or I'm gonna hero. bash your skull in it's his hero good cast great, though yeah. Yeah. like I mean the cast is the cast is like solid Bing like, Rames and Pruitt Taylor Vince at the beginning oh, and there's a title card the title what PTV's the, in two of these movies the title card at the beginning is like a helicopter in Vietnam and it says Jason Alexander and Pruitt Taylor Vince <laughs> and you're like well okay yes and Jason Alexander is the world's meanest shittiest okay lawyer. that's the part of the movie that I couldn't stand like more than any of the other parts also although it was nice to see Eric LaSalle Eric yeah. LaSalle yeah he gets to you Dr. Know, Dr. Dr. Peter Benton. Benton he's kind of like the main the main well him and PTV kind of like the main vet yeah. guys but like PTV in two of these movies, and they blew it with Shutter Island. I know they, they got John so Carroll Lynch instead. I, I, so I got easy. to I got to Shutter Island. I was like, please, I was like, I, was, I don't I don't remember this movie enough. Fucking Pruitt Taylor Vince has to be in this. It takes <laughs> yeah. place in a mental hospital. He doesn't even have to have a big role. He'll do little small. Parts. I wanted just him to. Have to have a, I needed a, him to show up. And the guy who walks out of the shadows goes like, "You're the crazy one." <laughs> just like one line, <laughs> and that's it. it. And then be, just so the, he could be in the just credits. Just have the pam- pa- camera pan across us and, and Evan going like, "I, I, I, I." You blew it, Scorsese. <laughs> John, they did have John Carroll Lynch, which is pretty. And close. Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Oh. So they got they got two. Uh, anyway, anyway, I was. Uh, yeah, no, I was as soon as I as soon as I realized <laughs> he was in both of them, I was because I watched these out of order. So as soon as I saw him in Jacob's Ladder, I immediately went to IMDb. It's like, oh, please tell me he's in Shutter Island. Because <laughs> you you were probably like fifty fifty, right? Yeah, yeah, I was like, could it could be? <laughs> he has to be. <laughs> anyway, what you do is trademark waggly eyes. Yeah. The lawyer thing, though, it's the, the oh, weird- so like. What I think that like because I think that here's the thing about the 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 death dream part and I I think it's work it's gonna work on people better than others and like I, I you know it and depends on way, how much you that's like the whole thing in, unless you like yeah yeah unless you like literalize you know it depends on how much you like literalize it or whatever but like it doesn't make sense that he would imagine a like New York City that's exactly like the 80s New York or whatever I, I don't but, I'm not but, sure that's when it takes place though I think it's only like four or five years after he got out of country sure and maybe that's it well any, well, but anyway that's another thing looks I was like trying, the early 80s that's another thing I was trying to figure out watching it anyway it feels anyway it feels like okay this is fully realized world but then like you're like okay that's but that's fine like you're you know the human brain whatever 
whatever, it's going to create a world and stuff. You know, dreams are weird. Sure. Um, That's 100% their, their, their MO for this right. movie. And, and so, yeah, so you can get away with a lot, and I'm fine with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like I like weird dream movies. But I think that, like, what you're talking about, the lawyer thing, is that it's like, <laughs> then, then, then now it's, now it's, that part, that part is just fucking with the audience. That part is like, well, this is a plot of a movie. Right. Like, that part is a plot of a movie. The parts where he's at, like, the like at the party and the dance thing is going weird and yeah. shit, that's that's all of a piece mm-hmm. with the with what the movie's trying to do. Yeah, or, like, he's just out of place he, and he sees a crazy guy like, moving his head all over. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that that's all of a piece with what the movie's trying to do, which is, like, this, you know, this fucked up LSD experimentation and then this guy, you know, this guy's dying or whatever. But then, like, the parts where it's, like, and let's slow it down a little and have it be like a like a thriller plot. And you're like, well, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, why, like would, who, why, why, is, why would your Why would your brain do that to why you? Is his, like, it's torturing him. Why is his death <laughs> dream? Why is his death dream ultimately <laughs> about how he and his buddies investigate that the army may have dosed him with LSD? That's the, which well, which it turns out they did. Yeah, and that's and why he, that's why he's dead. And he's he in his death <laughs> dream because of the LSD that he doesn't know that he was dosed with. Except right. that then a guy in his death dream finds out in tells his dream, him, goes yeah. like, hey, by the way, I invented the, I LSD, invented the LSD that, that, that killed you. you. And that guy might be the guy for all we know. And or it could just be in his imagination. And in the course of which he hires a lawyer <laughs> who is like patently unhelpful. Like not only not only does he fail to solve the case, he refuses to investigate. Almost the case. instantly too. Like it's, at first he's like, I don't know, guys, we'll see, maybe. And then he even, calls him up later. He's like, "Fuck you, get away from me, you even, piece of shit." Even in that first scene where the where the, all of him and his buddies and are in Costanza. Jason Alexander's office, Jason Alexander is like. I don't fucking think you guys gave a What are you doing here? He's like eating Fritos and stuff. He he's is like, eating Fritos. He's like offering them Fritos and this they're like, very, no, we don't want any Fritos. It's a very sensual movie. It's, it's very weird. It has Jason Alexander eating Fritos. And they're like, what What do you think our chances are? And he's like, uh, you know, very slim, but you could win a lot of money. Isn't that the goal here? Yeah. And it's like, what What am I watching? <laughs> the uh, I, Yeah, and I think that that's like, it's like the... I we I, I watched uh, kind of half inspired by w- watching this again and I, I don't know something else I saw a link later on something I rewatched uh, Waking Life and whatever you want to say about that I, it's I lo- I love that movie but I rewatched that and that's a movie about dreams and dreaming and people are talking about dreams and dreaming and that but it feels like the whole time you are like in in a dream you don't feel like this there's a plot there's not like a a plot there's not plot mechanics doing it and right. that's the problem with this one is that like it's like. Well, if this is like his death dream, why is he stuck in a movie that we would cover on this fucking podcast? <laughs> yeah. Like that sucks. Yeah. Like sorry, dude. Like <laughs> like that's like the worst that's like the worst kind of movie to be trapped in. Like what you couldn't get stuck in like fucking, you know, a romantic comedy with Meg yeah. Ryan or something while he's dying. He's like, so yeah, he's so sort of is. Like p- plop, A yeah. lot of his death dream <laughs> is him just hanging out in bed with Elizabeth But Pena. it's not fun. Who sucks, it's kind by of fun. the way. It's cuz cuz I mean, I mean like it's it's fun for us, but like it's not fun for him. He's like depressed, and then he keeps seeing pictures of Macaulay Culkin, who's his dead son. And it's like, so he was going to usher him I, I off to a, heaven or whatever. I have a question. I was, anyway. a little, I was a little iffy about the dead son thing. I didn't understand something. So, mm-hmm. does, he, does he have a dead son? Well, okay. Did he have the wife and the dead son before he went to Vietnam? That is my understanding. Because he seems a little old to be like drafted. That is my understanding. Yeah, well. They were desperate at the time. Maybe well, it was sure, a, sure. You know, also, I, also, I maybe think. Maybe it was 69 when they were running out of troops. Yeah. T- Tim Robbins also. Is probably younger than you think he he's is. He's a PhD and by the time he gets into uh, into <laughs> Vietnam. Because Tim, Tim Robbins is a very large man, and I think he's one of those guys who's younger than you think he is <laughs> right. in a lot of these movies. Like you, like go, oh, that guy must be like in his thirties. He he's probably, he's probably like twenty six or something when he was in Jacob's Ladder. Like I'm very, I'm very young. I'm just he's, but he's like nine feet tall. He's a he's a homunculus. <laughs> he's a, 
He, he literally is. I think he's like a golem or Leftist something. Leftist homunculus Tim Robbins. How do we shut him down? But, uh, so Susan Sarandon control the, 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 the Tim Robbins homunculus? No, Morgan, Morgan Freeman does. Oh, shit. Oh, no. no. Don't bring it back to that. <laughs> So like, I also we got we got a special treat with uh, Matt Reed, Tim uh, Tim Robbins coming up later, but we we can hold on know, to that. I don't for know now. about that. I mean, I just hate him. I just think he's a uh, bad actor. I was under the understanding you were going to tee off. Yeah, on you Tim like Allen. set no, you no. set it up. You're you like really we're gonna, did. We're gonna I want to talk. A- I want to talk about how he sucks, but right. I, I'm not going to like launch into a tirade. God damn it. Are you just are you just how, building drama right what, now? How can we get you to launch into a tirade? I don't know. I mean, it's not it's you not out of the realm. These, you can't make these things happen. <sighs> know, it's it's the, the classic Matt tirades. We never like planned them beforehand, <laughs> so we just have to hope that it happens. Well, well, okay. Well, let's anyway. Let's, let's, no, let's, let's try. Let's try. No, I mean, it's okay. Let's talk about the dead son first. Well, maybe that'll maybe I, that'll I was, spark. Well, I was it. confused about the dead son. I was also confused as to like why again if this is his death dream he imagines himself in a pretty dysfunctional relationship with a yeah. hot lady. Like I really Elizabeth was, Pena. She was and she, Elizabeth Pena is really good in this and but it's like it's such a thankless role because all she does is go like. You know, you're, you're great. I love you. You're my boyfriend. And then the second like he has any negative thought whatsoever, she's like, I am not fucking dealing with another crazy dude. <laughs> at one point, she actually guy. says, you're going to go crazy on your own. Yeah. And is like leaving. And it's like every single time he has, time, a, freak out at he a, has party. a freak out. Like she's mad or like and then immediately he like runs 106 degree fever. 106. And she calls the doctor and they're like, put him into an ice bath immediately or he's, he's going to die. And she's like, oh, my God, don't die. Don't die. And like the next morning, she's like, how are you feeling? And he's like, I'm OK. But well, you better not go fucking crazy again. I'm sick and tired me. of this crazy bullshit. <laughs> it's like Jesus. She's, but she's a figment of his imagination. All of this. Sure, and, I mean, and I oh, believe he worked at the post office but that's, with her. But that sucks to like. Yeah, yeah, and that, you're a mailman? So like, the, so I feel like the stuff that's with his other wife or his actual wife, um, with when Macaulay Culkin's alive, I think that's before the Vietnam War. And then, so he <clears throat> brings that into his death dream with him. But then he also creates another. This is why it's super weird. Well, is he creates this other th- relationship with a, a lady that he worked at the post office with, Elizabeth Pena. Yeah. That I, maybe he had a crush on, so that they never explain why. It's so very, he knew it's her. Really in real life. He should have a crush on her. Yes, she's... she worked at the post office. Okay. So when you see her working at the post office with him, right. you see another scene where he's with his with his I think actual wife, right. Macaulay Culkin's mother, and he's like, "I had this dream that I was with yeah. Elizabeth Pena," and she's like, oh, "The lady that right. works at the post office," right, and right, it even right. makes it out to be like he kind of doesn't even know her very. Because well. then she pops up like as a nurse when he's getting like tortured in this like yeah. dank hospital basement at some point, and it's like, "What is she?" You know, it's I think I think all of this I. Honestly, like all of this shit works if the ending isn't the ending because yeah. I think it all works yeah. for me if it's like, what's happening? Is this his PTSD? Is it memory? If it like end, if it ended somehow more ambiguously or something, right. it was like Tarkovsky's The Mirror or something. It's like memories folding in on each other. You know, if it wasn't a Hollywood movie right. that had to go like, and then here's the ending, LSD, right? You're like, no, <laughs> what? It doesn't work because because like the dysfunctional because Elizabeth Payne is great in this mm-hmm. and that whole relationship like works if it's like that's what happened to him after the war or like this is you know like I don't know but right. it's like the fact that like this is supposed to be him letting go right. is so weird. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin it's takes him a, into the light at the end. I it's like a that weird. Part. It's, Ugh. I find it moving. Oh man, I did not. But, the, but, it, but yeah, but that's the that's the part that it almost feels like that's sort of tacked on, mm-hmm. like they like they cobbled this together in the editing booth, or maybe just added that last yeah. shot or something like that, because it's just 
the earlier stuff with the wife and then him like having flashbacks maybe during his death dream to like Macaulay Culkin and the bike accident and all this other stuff. Maybe the LSD thing's a stretch too. But just like, what's with the Elizabeth Pena thing? Yeah. It's so, it doesn't make any sense. What's what's with the scene where, <laughs> what's with the scene? I guess he's being tormented by demons in hell or something, but he just gets but hit by could a, be angels. He gets hit by a car and robbed by a Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. And then nobody and believes him. And nobody believes him. Santa Claus, Santa Claus robbed me. Yeah. Santa Claus <laughs> like he's like, I'm gonna get that motherfucker, and the doctors are like, okay, buddy. But that's and the, that's when he gets dragged into the yeah, to the, the hell, hell the hell, hell doctor. Yeah, the hell yeah. doctors. What do you think Which you're doing is here? Awesome. And and again, I love that stuff. I, yeah, I'm with you. I I like lo- I loved like a lot of this movie. I was like, I'm loving this, and just knowing where it's going was going like, and it, and it, and I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, bummed. I, I was just knowing where it was going, but like that. Clearly, the screenwriter and the filmmakers are way more interested in. Like w- the exploration of this guy's sort of madness or whatever, right. in like you know filming that, and like I think that's really cool because I like that. But they also that they also know at the end that they're gonna have to go like you know we got to put this bullshit ending on here, <laughs> and 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 it really it really sinks the rest of it for me because it like it, it is because it is kind of yeah. just like like this bullshit ending that's like and here you go and here's what was happening and you go oh because oh. you know I remember seeing it in high school and you go oh you know and then I later you think about it and go like, it's hard, but. Oh, Oh, like you were saying wait, earlier, what? though, what? like they don't really do a good job of hiding it if you're paying attention. Yeah, and it's because they when keep you watch flashing it again, back it's actually obvious. It's like, yeah, when I was watching it the other day, I'm like, oh god, this is so boring. They but don't they don't flash back and forth, but <laughs> from him being injured in Vietnam to the uh, death dream occasionally either. It's it's frequently constant. throughout the whole well, thing. He's like cro- it's really just right there out in front. Yeah. But like I think that what they're doing there is that they're cutting back to him in Vietnam because These are it's flashbacks. Because flashbacks. But the flashbacks are so specific to just a, another... Now yeah. I'm having a flashback to another time I was being carried in, right. a, in a stretcher. And no, then he flashes forward and then he flashes back again still in the stretcher. Yeah. No, it's him, it's, it's the same incident. It's all one thing. I know, yeah. yeah. It's all the same, which is different than they would usually do flashbacks right. in a movie. Right. It would be like and you're, you're sort of a whole like, other incident. You're sort of waiting for like, okay, so when he gets to where... Then something's going to happen and it's going to unlock the whole story. It's now that he dies. He's and I really hated it at and the he end. He somehow when, found out about all when, this LSD right? stuff that was true. And when the, when the doctor at the end <laughs> goes like, "Okay, you know, he, he he didn't make it, but he put up a hell of a fight." It's like he did not. He maybe lasted like twenty <laughs> minutes. Maybe end, considering his injuries, he doesn't the doctor I can't actually, believe he lasted twenty minutes. Does the doctor actually at the end say like, "You seemed like he was happy when he went." Though. He looks right. He looks kind of peaceful. The guy because he does make because there's makes a, peace with his, there's a whole like, other thing, demons. and it's another part that feels sort of like not fully integrated into the movie. The, and it's Danny Aiello stuff, and I love it where he's talking about th- this is just like be- beautiful stuff. And maybe it's because there's a song by a, a group called Uncle. From the early 2000s, late 90s, that features extensive. It has Tom York singing on it. Oh, I don't know what this is. And uh, uh, it's called "Rabbit in the Headlights," mm-hmm. and uh, and it features all these lines of Danny Aiello, like talking about from this movie. Uh, the only thing that burns in hell is the part of your life that you can't let go, and it turns out the devils are really angels. It's all about how you look at it. Oh boy! And all this sort of stuff. I don't, I don't know. I really. <laughs> it's a really good song. Yeah. yeah. I, that's the yeah, thing. Maybe is, I'll play it at the end of this. That's the thing is, I love I love that kind of movie. I love any of that kind of stuff that's like exploring that. Except it's the, about like, him making it, peace with his yeah uh, yeah yeah with except his death. Except it like and it is and it's like him making peace with his demons and his death or whatever. Except that it's tied into this dumb and that part of the dumb, movie is good, but that's just one part of the crazy what shit. But it's, it's tied into this dumb plot. It's it's tied into this dumb plot, and then like why, and then again, why does Elizabeth Pena even exist in his dream? Like, what are, there's like, no, what no like that doesn't. For it. What are the demons he's wrestling well, he's letting, with? I mean, he's they're not demons. They're angels. What are but what? But I mean, it's a, it, well, they're, having, they're, his, they're helping him make peace with all the parts of his life that he. Uh, but what that he can't are move those? His dead son. That's it. 
Yeah, but Elizabeth, I mean, no, that that stuff that all kind of makes sense. But the again, Elizabeth Pena, yeah, what the fuck that, is that yeah, all about? Exactly. Like, and, and it's and a, like, it's a huge chunk. It's not it's, like a small amount of the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of it, and it's and it's it is like a it is like one of those gaslighting the audiences yeah, kind of thing just, where it's like it's like the village isn't actually real or yeah. whatever kind of bullshit, you know? Or yeah. it's like it's like she's not. But it's I mean. She's not real. She, I don't know. She's not anything. She's like. A, did he have like a bad? Is, did he have a bad experience real. with an ambulance chasing lawyer in his in, before he went to Vietnam? <laughs> I mean, not, you know, yeah. It, it's did all he, it he all like, redounds on uh, you know the human brain. He really it's, just he did get robbed by a Santa Claus once. <laughs> we don't have enough information. <laughs> I do love like uh, this like period in the '90s before Seinfeld when Jason Alexander would just pop up and stuff right, like yeah. where he's in pretty so woman. often a bad right. guy. And he's always a shithead. He's yeah. like he's just like a shitty douchebag. You have to have sex with me now, Julia Roberts. You're a whore, aren't you? <laughs> oh my God, George. <laughs> that doesn't seem like something. Well, I know it kind of does seem like <laughs> something George would do. <laughs> He's a bad guy. He I don't know if he put j- it in those terms. He goes to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Spends the rest of his life in jail. <laughs> that character does? George Costanza. Oh, George Costanza. Right, oh, right. Yeah. Remember when they all go to jail for mm, murder? Right, they all go to jail. <laughs> they go to jail for being mean or something? They, they violate the Good Samaritan law. They don't They don't help someone. I know. It's, it's uh, a okay. fine piece of television. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God they brought back Larry David for that. No, no, we brought back Larry David for this. It's going to be good. Pretty, 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 pretty. This movie should have ended with the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm sure somebody's done that. But he looks, he, he looks kind of peaceful. Like. peaceful. It's perfect, too, because, because that last shot kind of goes on for a long time, too. And you could actually put it over the edit. It would be they would have the Curb Your Enthusiasm music over that title card where it's talking about soldiers being <laughs> dosed by LSD. <laughs> That oh, was that, I love that, that was hilarious. <laughs> so it's weird. Like, wait, so that's what that's what was. Are you Oliver Stone now? What yes. the fuck is this? So oh, we're taking this seriously. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel and actually I hadn't even thought about that, but I feel like uh, and I don't think Adrian. I think Adrian Lin is doing good work in here. Like I think that's he, pretty. He's yeah exactly. I think, I think it's a very well directed movie. He's trying to like, they're like try, trying to do something, but I think like somebody like Oliver Stone, who's an actual crazy person, <laughs> could have actually done something. Yeah, weird and cool. With at least this. a bit more you know oblique I mean? at the end. That's what I mean. I think that the I think the problem is that the ending ties it all up, and then you go, oh, so the, okay, well, okay, let's all. And then you go, wait, no, what, no, fuck up, wait, that doesn't fucking make any goddamn yeah. sense. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Wait, what? He dreamed all. Wait, huh? Wait, what? Uh, I, I didn't need a title. Th- thank you very much. I didn't need a title <laughs> card about that. I needed a title card explaining why Elizabeth Pena's in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> explain that. <laughs> it's it's like a third of the movie. Yeah, I think that the title card at the end is funny too because it's like, okay, that you know whatever that okay that sure, happened, whatever. but it was also like that's not what the what the fuck what the fuck does that have to do it's with this a, movie just a except as a the plot movie, point. Yeah. Like it's so weird that that was yeah. Like, why wasn't it like scientists don't know what happens when we die, but there have been these recorded events of people having you know after you know experiences right. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, let's do that. That's because that's more what it's like. Right. That's why. That's why. Like, I, 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 I inspired me to watch uh, Waking Life because Waking Life is sort of about that. You're like not Are you sure. You're gonna watch what dreams make. You're not come sure next? if he's in a dream Ooh. or or if it's like a death. It's like might be a death dream yeah. in Waking Life too. Like you never know. But that movie ends with you going like, well, I don't know. Is mm-hmm. he in a death dream? Maybe he is. Whereas this movie ends with it's like, no, he died. He, there should have been a scene in Waking in, Life. He died in Vietnam and then imagined <laughs> Elizabeth Pena. You know, not bad, man. Not and he bad. called his own death. He's like, oh, this is probably from LSD, <laughs> secret LSD things that I certainly would have not heard a damn thing about. <laughs> I mean, we, we didn't, people didn't find out about this until decades later. I know about all about it now. I imagine those decades. Well, how did you find out about it in your death dream? Well, the well, guy this, who invented it well, told me. Well, this guy who invented it explained it to me. In, oh, 19, in 1986 then, or something. And then it turns out that's exactly actually what happened. Yeah. The, hum- the human brain really is amazing. <laughs> mm. 
But then again, I don't know. Maybe one of us will die. Hey, one of our, uh, if any of our listeners who've had near death experiences listening to this can yeah. tell us, like, <laughs> did this, did something like this happen to you? Or you imagined a relationship with Elizabeth Pena? Did, <laughs> did angels slash devils come to help burn up the parts of you that you couldn't let go? <laughs> easing you into the, into acceptance of your own death? Uh, let us uh, know. Let us know. <laughs> And I, and I like all that stuff, but that's just, <laughs> but it's just, I think that stuff's really kind of neat. Yeah. Um, well, the, but guy, just, the guy who directed The Watcher, what's his death dream like? The, oh, no. Joe Charbonic? Joe Charbonic, what was your death it's dream? It's just Keanu, it's like just Keanu Reeves <laughs> crying. Slow, it's Keanu, no, it's Keanu Reeves slow dancing to Marilyn Manson. Oh, while his head, while his head does and, the And while he's tied to thing. a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Dracula that he was dancing to. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, no, it was Dracula. It's Rob Zombie, right? Dracula! Sorry, it's been a while. Oh, boy. A dig through the and then he's and, and then, then and the, the end of then the end of that movie where they find the director of Watcher uh, dead at home. He's just like got his head in the fridge, his empty <laughs> fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, looks oh, like he looks boy. like he cooled he cooled himself to death but by he was, putting his head in his he empty was, refrigerator. He was listening to our episode about the Watcher on repeat when he did it. <laughs> That's oh. a hell of a way to go. Oh, boy, it's freaking dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's just disembodied heads in the refrigerators or whatever the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's not not as disembodied. He's like laying in the refrigerator. Yeah, he's laying like in he's the fridge. Like 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 James, it was like, like James, like James Spader does in that movie. James Spader lay. Oh, yeah. yeah he puts <laughs> in the fridge in a in a sort in of like personal yeah, yeah. disaster way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like who who uh, Holly Hunter? No, who does that? Oh, in, Meg in Ryan. The cut? Meg Ryan does that in the cut. Uh, more scenes where people lay in an open fridge, please. Come up with three more. We'll do a whole episode oh, about them. God, <laughs> yes, please. If anybody out there listening, this is a huge digression. Of course, we've not, talked not about it before. Not decapitated heads in the fridge. No, people who have come to such a low bottom in their they life have just heck, take a take such, a fridge nap. Yeah, they're so drunk or whatever that they're in an open fridge, passed out. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's, wow, that's Joe Charbonic's death dream. That's what happens when they find him. He yeah. looks peaceful, though. No, that sounds nice. He looks peaceful though. Looks, he's got uh, one. He's got one apple in the fridge, and that's it. Kind of peaceful, like <laughs> no, an orange. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so Jacob's well, digressions. <laughs> digressions are all what all this movie's all about. I mean, yeah. this movie is is one. It, is it one, doesn't like, make sense. Is one digression after another, and I don't think it's supposed to make sense. Except no. that at the end, it wants you. It wants to make sense of it, and that's what doesn't work. F- that's right. what doesn't make sense. And I think that's honestly like that's you the gotta big... you gotta pick a lane when you're doing this sort of thing, and, and they end up kind of going like, "What doesn't this mean?" And you're kind of like, "No." And I think they would have had. And a... if you let it just sort of like be mm-hmm. what it was doing, more like a David Lynch movie that you're not trying to explain, but still sort of feels like you're saying something, because there's some stuff that feels like like uh, a lot of stuff about just this nightmare that he descends into about the sort of PTSD nightmare that vet that vets get into and mm-hmm. like what post-war life is like and all this and the the way that they depict war in the movie I think is great. Yeah. I had totally forgotten like the the scene at the very beginning um it's like all these boys hanging out. This is the very very beginning of the movie. All all these boys hanging out these soldier boys and they're being gross yeah. to each other. Like he really Adrian Lynn or who are the screenwriter really leans into Bruce like Joel Rubin. How, how these boys are and it's like they're I all making fun of Tim Robbins for shitting ghost. a bunch. Mm. They call him yeah. Professor Professor got buku shits, man. Yeah. And they're like, Why do you even bother pulling your pants up? You shit so much, Johnny shits a lot. Jesus. And he's like, Hey, look, what can I say? I like to shit and they're like, Hey, why don't you go shit in my mouth, you shitty shit fuck? <laughs> and you're like, Ah, oh, these guys boys they're, are like they're, this. They're all smoking uh, apparently dosed Re- reefer cigarettes. Dosed reefer cigarettes. And then just all of a sudden shit goes fucking crazy and people are getting their legs and arms blown off and it's just like <laughs> It's like saving ah, private ah, Ryan, kind of blood splattering. It's actually it's pretty, like really it was, fucked it was up. actually uh, like much 
like more fucked up than I'd remembered it. And then there's yeah. Taylor Vince is like sitting there just like, and he can't handle it. He's like stoned Ooh. and like, Ooh. and he's like, oh. <laughs> Taylor Vincent. Nobody knows which way he's looking. It's like Matt, <laughs> Matt Damon at the end of Saving Private Ryan when he's just fetal position going, ah! Yeah. Ah! <laughs> it's really, it happens so fast. It's it's really pretty amazing. Uh, but and then the, that's and then you see Tim Robbins. But doesn't like, it turn out that it's two different like platoons of American soldiers yes, that yeah, are like shooting and, and, and I like that too. I thought that was really just dark. I think and scary. I think all that shit's interesting. And I think if the movie almost if the movie ended with him like going his son taking him off mm-hmm. to the light, and then it sort of just ends there or what? You know, they don't necessarily reconcile the two. The movie would be like, okay, well, oh, that's man. weird, but yeah. that, I kinda, that, but I, it kind of, but it would work on that, like, like you're saying, on that, like, more like that dream logic way of movies. But then it kind of, go, I don't know, it ties it with too neat of a bow. For I, my taste. I think that all the metaphysical shit, whether it works or not, cheapens all the stuff that they try to, that they, that they don't try to do with the like PTSD and like soldiers in war and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They don't even bother to deal with it. It's just like a fact. You know, and then it is it is like because the movie the movie touches on like how hard it is to be a vet and like he's trying to get help with this VA and this mm-hmm. lady won't help him. But then it turns out that like she's part of this demon dream or something. Yeah. So you're like, oh, well, maybe it really is actually easy to Ugh. be a, to be a vet in America. <laughs> he kind of like <laughs> we, it, this when, movie doesn't know when his death dream begins, like right after like uh, all the horrifying uh, incident in the beginning happens. He's in this like spooky subway. Yeah. And uh, and this is the part. This is the start times when I really like it's the this same movie. train station from the Matrix three yes exact exact same they want they got that train station yeah. for the matrix three and uh and i guess he, the, i guess that scene in, in the subway in this was like the, the the first scene that the writer came up with it's that like the absolutely inspir- he like sense. had a dream about being chased through a subway train tunnel and like that's where the movie came from yep and, and that feels right because like for this kind of first half at least until it started the pieces start not coming together you're like this is fucking awesome because he's just like there on this sub subway car and he does he's kind of like what, what am I, I he's reading the stranger mm-hmm. uh and he's just sort of like ah, i kind of belong here but also what am i doing here and then he sees like a person like sleeping on the subway and he just looks down and the person has a tail yeah has this like fucked up tail and then sometimes people like have horns later on yeah and then or, like, they just holes like, in just their head and, and holes in their head and just when he sees it he's always like what the fuck then they'll go like ah goodbye and they run away and he's like oh shit well maybe maybe it was nothing i don't know i love that stuff and then, of course, the the you know this all kind of culminates to this seventies dance part. I think this movie takes place in the seventies. I thought it was eighties. The they music do, is very eighties. The music is totally seventies. They're listening to these like when they go to the party, it's all seventies. Yeah, it is. Unless it's just a really fucking good party. I just remember a bunch of electronic. It does music seem like it takes place like in the future from where he is, though. So I don't know that it takes place like I. I doesn't feel like that would that was what he would. I go don't think back it's to. nondescript enough to be timeless yeah it doesn't feel like it takes place like necessarily like at the same time like if he was like that if as if it was parallel to him being in vietnam i think they really do say at one point that that someone was like referencing his time in the shit or whatever and they guess and they say something like four or five years years. no she says you were there for two two years but i don't think she says how long he's been back i think he's so so but i'm not 100 percent. i don't know one of our one of our listeners who's had a near-death experience (laughs) listening to our podcast please let us know only near only near-death listeners (laughs) need apply on this one, I I just I can't get over how how boring the whole thing is. Once you know where it's headed, it's very stylish, and you know un, the, that's that's that, an Adrian Lin movie. Those for techniques, you. Yeah. those <laughs> techniques certainly were like embedded into how horror movies got made for a long time. Yeah. You know, this really set a tr- like a trend for 
certain kinds of images and certain cuttings. Waggly headed, waggly headed yeah, demon, demon, all type that guys. shit. It still permeates the genre, and that's cool. I just think I just think that the movie is so desperately dull, and and also, I mean, not to not to poke the bear, but Tim Robbins just sucks at it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, He's so boring, and like every every choice he makes is the wrong one. Every time he's supposed to be going crazy, it's just like. It's like watching a guy like struggle to imagine what's inside a piece of wood. <laughs> it's um, it's unbelievable. The scene after his big like like temperature meltdown, like when he has the fever and they put him in the ice bath, mm-hmm. he's like, "You're killing me! You're killing me!" It's fucking it's all, like embarrassing. And then it cuts to his weird fantasy about his actual wife and kid, and then it cuts back to him and he's just staring. He's still in the tub and he's yeah, just that's staring. Weird. And it's exactly like Alan Ruck and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Like, I wanted him to go, like, when Cameron was in Egypt's land. It's so stupid. Cameron go. Just stupid. <laughs> Tim Robbins, you are no Alan Ruck. I would, uh, yes, they should have put Alan Ruck in this movie. He would have been better. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Could have put, put Alan Ruck in uh, Shawshank, too. That would have been nice. <laughs> I like Tim Robbins There's nothing better than a nice, but, no, nice can of suds. Nothing better than a nice can of suds. That's right. Make you feel like a man. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely the minority on that one. I don't. I don't think in the Tim Robbins thing or the Alan. No, Ruck on the thing? no on the Shawshank thing. Oh, the not liking that. I don't like that movie. Oh, yeah. interesting. I watched it again recently and thought it was. I was actually going in thinking like we'll see, and then I we'll was like, see. and I actually I liked it so I liked it. Make way, me laugh. Shawshank. I liked it way more than I was expecting to. I was like, I kind of love this movie, and I was like going yeah. in with my arms crossed, like uh, going like. Prove it, Blech. prove it, movie. And like I was you're like, sitting oh, front yeah. row at a comedy show. Yep, basically, <laughs> like all those people when uh, Robin Williams did that guest set at that show we were at, and all those comics in the back <laughs> were all like with their arms crossed, going like, "This fucking this guy's hack. a hack." And then like two two minutes later, they were laughing as hard as you could ever hear anybody laugh because that guy was just that yep. guy was just funny. Anyway, <laughs> cool hipster comedians should have put him in Shawshank. Should <laughs> put him in Shawshank. Should put him in charge. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jacob's Ladder, it's, uh... Hey, I haven't. I, I enjoy Shawshank Redemption, but would I put it as my number one movie no. of all time like IMDb? Yes, yes I would. Yes, you would. Yes, <laughs> yes I absolutely, absolutely would. would. It's the best movie of all time. <laughs> on t- on Travis, still. Travis Movie Database, it's number Is one it still movie. number one on IMDb? It's I the IMDb. So. It's fucking crazy. Because I, I think the way the algorithm works, that it just can't ever not be number one because <laughs> of... That's the it, algorithm. Like, because I think it built up so much, yeah, you know, yeah. that it's like they can never... You can never catch up to it, and nothing can ever catch up to it. Shawshank Redemption. They got, well, they got the Dominion sh- machines that are making the votes on IMDb. Uh, Oh, no, Venezuela, Hugo Chavez strikes again from beyond the grave. (laughs) It was Hugo Chavez's favorite movie. (laughs) Favorite of Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) It's about people becoming free from oppression, you know, like, and that's what he was all about. I think. <laughs> sure. But what's Jacob's Ladder about, you guys? Uh, uh, I mean, there's some stuff that, that it's, I think it's very strong with this, uh, you know, the PTSD thing and the the nightmare world that it's creating and all this sort of stuff. But then there's a whole bunch of other stuff to it that doesn't fit in at all. Like they, like, it's like they I had a really good short film and then they were like, we need to stretch. That's true, actually. Yeah. I think he wants to be about like these, this, like, it wants to be about more sort of new agey spiritual ideas, you know, like. Like you oh, said, yeah. like the angels and the demons, maybe they're the same, and it's all a matter of perspective. And once you get out of out of sort of your corporeal existence and see something higher, then you'll realize that we're all in the same cosmic, you know, blah 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 blah, all that bullshit. Maybe I also see it. I also see it that it 
in a cynical terms is that like I see the pitch to the guy from the player and it's like it's like David Lynch but with a point sure or something yeah, yeah you know yeah. and then the, the the guys go greenlit yeah, yeah. we're not gonna they, we're gonna do a David Lynchy kind of it's thing, like David but it's Lynch-y, not gonna be just a bunch but is of it gonna, but is it gonna be a bunch of bullshit that doesn't make sense no 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 at the end there's a there's a point oh watched, perfect perfect you know and they'll and they'll like so I you, I I feel that a lot watching it too yeah, where it's sort yeah. of like like they clearly the filmmakers are like. Uh, well, we can smuggle this kind of movie into, into this package, they, they and they'll give us money, and they'll give us money to make. The, but I think that like the stuff that I like in it is the stuff that the filmmakers also are most interested in mm-hmm. making, and then the sort of packaging they're like. But then also, this is the the plot. Yeah, w- and, you know, we make that part too, but who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I watched this pretty close to rewatching Angel Heart last week. Oh wow! Okay. Which um blows this out of the water. I know who I am. It's the same and it has the same kind of like silly twist at the end where it's like, oh, I should have known it. Louis Cipher. That's oh, also okay. a twist that they've done a thousand right, times. You know, since like, that but movie. it works better than that. It works better. Well that it just makes more sense in that yeah. because that's like he's trying to trick Mickey Rourke into realizing who he is so he can claim his soul and stuff. It makes more sense. And that's just like but it's also just this like slathered in atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was Adrian Lyne until I watched it. I'm like, oh, right, it's Alan Parker. Alan Parker. Same. Yeah. Those, those guys are very similar directors. Yeah, yeah. Were especially like, at that a time. Lot, a lot of, like, style, mm-hmm. you know, just like where you go, like, man, this is dripping in style. Mm-hmm. And the like, movie Flash is Dance is great, a movie but... I think is okay, but, like, the, I mean, you can't you can't deny when you're looking at that movie oh, no, that you're huh. looking at something fucking amazing. Adrian Lyne amazing. directed Flashdance? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Have you yeah. seen that movie recently? I had, I actually saw it for the first time like five years ago. It's so good, and, and like kind of love hated it. It's I, like it's, it's like yeah. the because it really really looks good. Yeah, it yeah. Rips, it, it, the, the the that's a movie that like the look of it is makes me like it, and then it's like when she ends up with the guy. At the oh end, yeah, like, all so, of that shit is it's stupid. All, it's all, all, the, all it's the stuff it's that all it actually fucking, is I don't mm, like, but then no, just no, no. watching it, you're yeah, like, oh my yeah, god. There's the story and the themes are awful, but it really is like a style over substance kind of thing in that movie. Oh, that movie is a 95 minute commercial for a sexy girl. The style. The style in it is all awesome. Yeah, but that, but this but this I mean Jacob's Ladder I think has a similar thing where like he knows how to make he knows how to like the look he's going for right. like you can see him like getting this script and going like ooh and you know coming up with the with the mood board for it or whatever <laughs> right. you know where it's like His Pinterest. The co- I'm just seriously though yeah. where you go like I know exactly what I want this New York City to look like and I want. The, you know, and 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 that it's, stuff it's is a real all, grungy, trashy New York City. That stuff is he's all constantly very just walking through areas that are just filled with trash. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Yeah, and there's trash just blowing around everywhere. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> and he gets robbed by a Santa Claus. I love all the like kind of confined spaces that they go into. Like his apartment is feels very lived in, and I love the in particular like the stuff that really that works for me really really works. Mm-hmm. And the the hospital. I mean, the, it's the famous one of the famous scenes from it. But when he's just descending deeper and deeper yeah, into yeah. this hospital, I thought. It's fucking cool, especially when they're like pushing the uh, the gurney through the fucking like hands, like <laughs> detached bloody hands, yeah, yeah. piles of them. Uh oh, that's not good. Right. It all kind that's of that's what ends hospitals up. look like right now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> good God. It's bad. It no is. one's in charge. It is bad. Yeah. No one's no one is in charge. <laughs> those those vaccines are all going to expire before we get. Somebody them. clean well, up these hands. They're anyway. they're going to expire if they aren't uh, <laughs> deliberately removed by some asshole and thrown in the trash. Jesus Christ. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got any quotes? 
Uh, any more quotes? Yeah, let's see what we got here. I mean, I I just really I, I could have written down the entire part at the beginning when they're all talking like dudes. We're like, you know how you know they cope with yeah. their trauma by being like funny and gross, and it's, it's just, like those it's guys really in the funny. shadow in the cloud talking all dirty about Chloe Moretz. Have <laughs> 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 sucked? It was terrible. People are constantly telling him like they they actually really do telegraph the ending. People are constantly telling him you're actually dead right now. Throughout the whole thing, it says here that you're dead. Right? <laughs> I'm reading your I'm reading your palm here. It says that you're dead, and he's like, "Oh, that's weird." People keep telling me I'm dead. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> and and then and then the dudes all get back together when they're about to do their their failed uh, lawsuit thing with yeah. Jason Alexander, the world's shittiest lawyer, and uh, and they're just and they're back at it again because someone goes, "Hope I can hold his dick better than he can hold his bottle," and I hope he doesn't go shit all over into someone's mouth, dicks. <laughs> Shit dicks and mouths, right, boys? Jesus, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, and then, and then they, they, this is what Jason Alexander says: He won't take the case. You were all discharged on psychological grounds after some war games in Thailand. So that's some more like details that his brain manufactured. Um, that could have been Thailand where he died. But is I that mean, where is that where it was? Was were, the, were those war games in Thailand where they got them high on LSD and then yeah. fucked them up? Probably, considering how much he actually does know about. Yeah, we don't necessarily. <laughs> there's situation. no way of knowing that he was actually in Vietnam. That could have been anything. I guess. Um, I, I don't think the movie's trying to be that clever. I did, maybe not. I'm just saying. Right. I did think it was funny that after, as at the, in the last shot of the movie, where like. The, they pronounce him dead, and the doctors like walk out of the tent. There's still a dude in the tent right there with like where they're operating on people, just like typing out the letters or whatever. Is like doing paperwork. Very strange. <laughs> looks, uh, he looks kind of kind of peaceful, like kind of sophisticated. Kinda sophisticated. <laughs> that guy, that guy who's typing there, you know who that is? Hmm. That's the screenwriter. Oh, <laughs> he goes, "This is a perfect ending for the my screenplay. <laughs> as soon as I get out of this shit, I'm Bing. I'm selling this to Hollywood." <laughs> he, he, he looks right at the camera and goes, fade out. And dollar signs appear in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I bought three houses. <laughs> from riding Jacob's Ladder, you suckers. He, bought, he, got, he, 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 got, he made a payment on one of his houses from Jacob's Ladder. He, he bought four houses when he sold With ghost. the ghost money, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that ghost money. Just wait till I write ghost, everybody. Boy, oh, boy. They're going to... Big sacks of money uh. for me, the writer of Jacob's Ladder and Ghost, whatever my name might be. <laughs> Ratings. Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> two and a half Juds. All right. All for the style. Yeah. The rest of the movie sucks. Oh, and Elizabeth Pena's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, three Douglases also for Elizabeth Pena. Pretty much naked almost every time she shows up in the movie. Crazy gratuitous yeah. nudity. She's very young and very pretty in this. Just and just, just and she's and in, just unnecessarily naked like yeah, all, all the time. time. But it's also it's like funny. in those scenes where she's like they're like hanging out at home. So it's not like it's, yeah, it's, it's not like not, she's on the street. It's, it's very not gratu- no 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 it's gratuitous in a way that's like very casual. It's very Adrian line where they're yeah, all yeah. hanging out in their undies at the beginning of the yeah, fatal yeah. attraction, and it's like why is Van Archer <laughs> is like <laughs> a little too hot for this. It's pretty funny too. There's like a, there's like uh, like three scenes where they're just sort of look, look like hanging out in their room. He's naked and a the, lot too. Yeah, and there's and there's one scene where where she's just hanging out naked the whole time, and you're like yeah sure. And then just there's some other stuff happens that back to them, and she's got a shirt on, and you're like okay, and then she just takes her shirt yeah. on. Like, whoa, okay. And she go. has a shirt on, I mean, in quotes. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's wearing a shirt, quote it's, unquote. It's crazy. 
Um, and then and then she you know she gets uh, attacked by a sex monster at a dance party. Sure right. does. It's pretty gnarly. That well, was, I mean, that's she so gets, fucked up when the horn comes through her mouth. Yeah, she gets Gross. but she gets like sexed by a sex monster, not really attacked. Well, it like, does she kill her. Like, seems to be. It you kills know, her. It jams. But, but, she, but she's into it at I first. Sure, sure, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I'm saying thing. she is like she is like fucking a sex monster. Right, right. It's that like, too. When you say she's attacked, it's more like she's going like help. Instead, she's like into it. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm then, getting, then it jams its monster tail gets, through her she head. She gets destroyed mm-hmm. by it, yeah. but uh, you know. Um, she might like that. So that's, you she know, might like the destruction. That's definitely well, in, three, in, at least three Douglases, I think, right there. Oh, yeah. In his death dream, she likes it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give it um, uh, 10 out of 10 uh, shitty, shitty afterlife lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand you. Can't stand you. Can't stand you. <laughs> uh, I represent Vandalay Industries. Say Vandalay Industries. <laughs> you want to be my senior vice president? <laughs> he doesn't have his shirt on the whole time. Uh... <laughs> Boy, I want to give this movie three and a half stars because I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, but I and I didn't point this out enough when we were talking about it. I really, really enjoy this movie, and then the last twenty minutes is a fucking limps. Not even, not even considering the very ending that it's very famous for. It's just so slow. Mm-hmm. Like they are out of gas, and it's like brutal. Like the last twenty five yeah. minutes or so is just sort of like, God damn. He's just sort of walking around <laughs> and he's just sort of dra- he like walks upstairs and then McCullough goes he's like, Hey and he's like, Hey and you're just like, God damn it, what's yeah, this fucking it, thing gonna end? It loses urgency. It's at completely some point. out of steam. Yeah. So I gotta knock it down to three, even though I do enjoy a lot of this movie. Um three Douglases, absolutely, naked Elizabeth Pena and the sex monster. Fantastic stuff. That's a good Scooby-Doo episode title. Right <laughs> Naked <there>. Elizabeth Pena <laughs> and the Sex Monster. Yeah. I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you kids. Yeah. And R- a pup named Scooby-Doo. R.I.P. Elizabeth Pena. Yes, that's oh, true. Very Jesus sad. Jesus Christ. And it was a sad, it's sad too. So yeah. I'm like, we're going to talk about it. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, 100,000 amputated hands on the floor <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> too many, if you ask me. Uh, That's too too many. Too too many. Yeah, I gotta go two and a half Juds also because, but I'm almost I'm like you, Travis. Though I'm almost three, except that like I think that the ending, the the way that the movie doesn't doesn't you know buy into its own dream afterlife logic ends up pissing me off mm-hmm. like buy buy into your fucking david lynch bullshit if that's what you're doing sure. yeah fucking do it don't like go like uh didn't didn't really happen it was a dream fuck you it was all a dream <laughs> it was all in his head as he was dying in the hospital in vietnam or thailand or wherever <laughs> and we're all, i like the fact that we're all universally complaining about the aspect of this movie that everybody remembers and loves yeah mm-hmm. it's like synonymous with this movie do people yep. love it I well, either way, it, it seems it's like the movie like, has a good reputation. No, no, but I mean, do people, people love that? A movie do ends people like love this. that ending? Oh. A movie ends like this. They goes the Jacob's Ladder ending. <laughs> no, no, I know. It has I mean, ownership. If any, that. like honestly, like our next two movies we're going to talk about, like probably, they, I don't know that they they're not like directly influenced by that, but they do. They are like basically of that thing. heading in the same. Direction, I think both yeah. of them mm-hmm. uh, make more sense to one degree or another. Sure, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I can only go two and a half though, just because. But uh, all the stuff I like, the style and all that, I love. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'll go three, three Douglases. You know, there's, there's a lot of nudity and it's you know sleazy enough and stuff. Ooh. It's everything's dirty too. Yeah. It's just like a gross, dirty. A lot New of York Tim City. Robbins' butt. <laughs> there's a lot of Tim Robbins' butt. Uh, and fuck, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. One, one never. One never-ending shitting. I don't know, never, never stopping shitting. It doesn't stop shitting. <laughs> just have, it's have, a problem. Has anyone seen the remake? I have not. 
Of Jacob's Ladder? Yeah, it, came, it, came it, it sat like on the it. shelf for for a while and then came just dumped on streaming like last year, 2019 yeah. or something like that. It's, it's on a, video too. It's on DVD. It's out. Stuff. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, know, I, have no, I have no desire to watch that. I didn't even know it existed. I mean, I don't like this one enough. So, like knowing, unless they significantly changed the ending, I was just like, I'm not going to watch. I that. imagine the ending is the thing that they right keep. exactly. <laughs> they probably change. They probably significantly. Cha- I mean, Adrian Lyne's not directing it. No, so, no. I, so I imagine the thing I like the most about it isn't in the movie, starring and. <laughs> Directed by Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> oh, no. Action. <laughs> Action. Action. Yeah, I think it's a British action. Let's do it. All right. Next. All right. Identity. Over. <laughs> there was a storm. There was an accident. We had an accident. And we got stuck and we couldn't get out. We couldn't get out because of the storm. It's flooded. It's a dead end. You the manager? Officer Rose. Transporting a prisoner here. But the roads are all flooded and I could use a room. I don't think we can get out tonight. I'm not staying here. Are you out of your mind? There is no place else to go. A movie I have been very fond of since I saw it in theater. Identity, yeah. man. This movie. This is my favorite of the three one. movies that we're covering because uh, these I hadn't movies. Se- I hadn't seen this, but I knew the ending. But I still, I still thought this movie was a blast. This, Plus, is, this our- is the one that gives you exactly as much. It's, yeah. It takes itself exactly as seriously oh, yeah. as it's it should. An hour and twenty nine minutes long. My, oh my God! When I saw God this, bless America. When I saw this and in the James theater, and James Mangold, so it's just like one of those where you're like, Mangold is just a guy who can, who can make show, a movie. He'll show mm-hmm. up and fucking direct a movie. Yeah, and such as Mangold does a good job, and then it's an hour and a the half. The Mangler, and you're like, man, good, fucking solid. Good as Mangold. <laughs> the uh, when and I saw this in the theater, I didn't. I I was just going to see like you know what looked like a shitty thriller. I didn't. I didn't know the premise or anything like that. But there's a there's a shot like it's got sort of like seventy opening credits where like you're seeing Alfred Molina and he's looking at all these books that right. are and have all these diagrams and drawings and pictures and writings over. and voiceover and stuff. Oh, yeah, I, I do have the voiceover. If we, if but we uh, hear it. but there's a shot of one of the books that he's looking at and it has. It has like a circle, and then all these lines coming off that circle with smaller circles attached to them. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh no. shit, it's all split personality. That's what it is. <laughs> and like, I called it like during the opening credits, but was like, I still thought the movie was awesome because as I was watching it, I was like, yeah, right, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I think you could definitely call, again, spoiler alerts. We already said at the beginning, but th- this movie, the, the yeah, reveals yeah. are very, a very fun aspect of it. I if think, you haven't seen it before. I think, well, though- I mean, you see, you see them like wheeling Pruitt Taylor Vince down the hallway <laughs> and like, you know, they're talking about this killer, and like you see these the stuff in the book. I'm like, oh, all the people in the motel, they're going to be. That's, you know. that's What's the f- fun about the movie, though, is that, like, sh- sure, you figured it out at the beginning. But the well, the fun thing about this movie is that the pe- the characters in the movie right they don't know they don't know yeah and t- and 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 that's what's because even I knew what I knew, I knew okay the twist is that they're all I hadn't right. seen it before but I knew the twist but like you're watching it and going like oh I know this but they don't yeah it's fun and yes. and, and it's fun to, and all the yeah. actors in it are really are really like, and like, like seeing it, fit it turned up to eleven yeah and and they're like great. And so you're like, oh fuck, they don't know what's killer, happening. Killer to them. cast. Pro Taylor Vince is the killer yeah. whose head they all live in. 
And then it's John Cusack, Cusack. Amanda Peet, John, John C. McGinley, John Hawks, Ray Rebecca Liotta. DeMornay, Ray Liotta. Fucking Ray Liotta. <laughs> Rebecca DeMornay. I know, I know. It's my awesome. God. All, it miss, all it's missing is Andy Garcia. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Biting his knuckles. I don't know if we're missing Andy Garcia. <laughs> oh, so sad. Yeah, and and like yeah, you said it's like eighty nine minutes, and it's just it's yeah. rad. And even after even after the characters have all figured out what's happening to them, and there's still like five or six minutes of the movie left, and there's like still one more twist. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just keeps the twists coming relentlessly, <laughs> in, in a very like self aware sort of winky. It's very fun, but and, it, and it's directed in such a way where, like the uh, the other two movies, Jacob's Ladder and Shutter Island, take themselves too seriously, and I think it's a detriment because you're like, this is all just a bunch of dumb horseshit, <laughs> and you're showing me like hardcore Vietnam action and like Holocaust shit. And, right. then, and the identity is like, well, nah, that's some fuck. We're gonna be ninety minutes long, yeah. and someone's gonna get a bat rammed down their throat. Oh yeah, yeah Jake Busey. You know, we forgot to mention Jake plus, Busey. Plus, Jake these are all Busey. these are all you know. It's only in your head. Although Shutter Island, to let it's more like he's being. It's, it's a whole it's other sort thing. Sort of, it, a lot of it's in his head, but it's a whole Some other thing. Some of it thing. isn't. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's like, it's a whole thing. Whereas in this one, it really, I mean, in the, in Jacob's Ladder 2, although maybe not the Vietnam thing. Jacob's where Ladder he's, 2. Where he's, but, this, but in this one, it really <laughs> is all in his head. Yeah. Like, most of the movie, all the characters are like having their. It's like you're. There's two movies because there's mm-hmm. the movie where the guys are like, "Should we execute this guy? Is right. he actually crazy?" And then there's the movie, another movie that's just all fucking happening in his head, where all what these a characters rich imagination are like this guy screaming has. at each other at this at this hotel on the rainiest night ever. It's yeah. just like I don't know. It's another one that like all three of these kind of are like dripping with style. Mm-hmm. Like in, oh yeah, you know and. This, and this one, and this this one is literally. The, this is the most <laughs> cheesiest stylistically. I mean, sure. it's so uh, fun, Ma- though. And Mangold, I think, has, has become a, a very solid director. And it's not like he doesn't direct this well. It's just very, like, of its time. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of cruddy looking in a way that I think suits it. Uh, well, that this it deserves. Is, this is before he really blew up. This, he did this before he did Walk That's right. Line. But I think it's got a good. I think it, I think it has a, a good look. Post heavy. Like yeah. what it's supposed to look. Post I mean, I think land. it looks like what it's what it's trying to look like. Mm-hmm. like it's Absolutely, very, it's, it's very trash. Dr- it's very drenched in like in like uh, noir mm-hmm. trappings. You know, like the hotel, the rain. You know, I love when they go and the the rain like the rain has washed out the road entirely. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. there's no way they could drive either way. You know, I mean, it's there's all river. these there's all these clues that this is actually not really happening. Yeah, yeah. But I love that the characters in the movie don't know it. And so even if you do, you're like you're like, well, guys, you're not real. And they're like going like, what the fuck kind of thing is that to say yeah, to a yeah. person? <laughs> I liked uh, you know, and, and and the cast is just great and they're bouncing off of each other the whole time. I liked how it's it's not afraid to just get stupid too. Like when it counts, like like uh, there's a, so Ray Liotta's character is allegedly a cop, but it turns out no, he's not a cop. He's an escaped criminal. But right. there's already an escaped criminal. It's Jake Busey, and so it turns out. I just what I liked is that they have backstories yeah. and that they like deceive each other and stuff. That's what I mean. <laughs> is that there's a whole movie yeah. happening yeah. that like, and if you think about it logically. That's all unnecessary, sure. Because like to to the plot, if if movies are only a plot de- a plot delivery right. system or like a information delivery system, like some people want them to be, then like this whole movie is is utter bullshit, and you don't even need to make the movie. You go, yeah, well, they are all in his head, so who cares? It's right. So it's such bullshit. Nothing happened. Why nothing happened? But like, well, that's why you make a movie well, about fun, it. The that's fun movie happens, and I watched it. It yeah. was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking neat. That's stupid. I love the whole premise that like you know they're battling for control of of the the 
the body that they're in, you yeah. know, like who's going to be the dominant personality, so they're just wiping each other out. And most, right. and most of them are bad, too. I yeah, mean, yeah. like, there's a, a number of murderers in there. Yeah, and murderers, even John yeah. Hawks, who isn't a murderer, is, like, calling this lady a whore constantly. Yeah. Because this is, <laughs> is like, this is the part, uh, you know, like a lot of Pru- Taylor Levinson's thing is, like, something having to do with whores. There's always that. Right. There's you, always that and, aspect. But you never learn about, killers. like, his M.O. as a killer or anything like that. You don't find out about, like, what he does. I think he butchered a family, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I just mean, like, what his, like, pathology oh, Right, is, right. You know? It has something to do with whores. Yeah, you know, he's it just has something to do shit. with going back like these to his trashy childhood. Whores, I think, yeah, too. well, that would make sense because the, the mean, little the, boy is the because killer. Because the way it yeah. ends, yeah. yeah. Whores I mean, I, don't yeah, get a, a second twist, chance. On, a twist on top of twists on top of twists. I loved all that it's shit. So, like we got another twist. It's just <laughs> so like funny. wow, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those movies that's only built on that. Like yep. it's it's only it's a kind of movie that can only exist as a movie. I mean, you could read it as a novel, I guess. But like, I, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know. It feels like I think very. Cool. It feels very movie movie. It's like it's like it feels like this is fun. This is what this is what movies can do. I, movies I, can do this dumb shit that like yeah, that uh, isn't that fun. I think, but I think some people like don't like this kind of thing because sure. it's because it is. I mean, ultimately, it's duping you. Yeah. But and it's not playing fair because it doesn't take place in any like recognizable <laughs> world. I mean, like, but there's oh, stuff one in of it. those things where a multiple personality thing is having his personalities right. kill each other so they can bring the dominant personality into the forefront. Of course, well, like they, they, <laughs> for the for the characters that are in that are involved, there's a mystery. Like, which one of them is the murderer? Who is leaving the ho- the motel keys in sequence on the bodies yeah. and all that shit? And it turns out that that all of the ways in which it like somebody somebody couldn't have been the killer because they couldn't have been there at that time. None of that shit matters. Right. Because it's all fake. It's all magic. Right. So, you know, the movie is totally duping you the entire time. And I just liked that it had the balls to just fully commit to that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I love about it. But yeah. the movie that's happening where they're trying to figure that out is like. It's still fun. It's constantly fun. Yeah. Even if you know that it's bullshit. Yeah. Even if you know that like, well, this is, you guys are just all well, the, battling each other. The in kills this, are good. Crazy like, guys Jake Busey gets a fucking baseball bat jammed down his throat. John C. McGinley gets uh, rammed with a truck. And, and it's like John Hawk's <laughs> Ramming John C. McGinley with a truck. Fantastic. I mean, stuff. I want to see that in real life. <laughs> I mean, uh, celebrity hey, I demolition. I, derby. I don't wish any harm on John C. McGinley. If we can figure out a way to do this uh, safely, celebrity I would demolition like to derby. see John Hawks just ramming <laughs> while he's truck. shrieking. <laughs> he's trying to save his son. It's uh, amazing. His psychotic uh, mur- murderer son. Turns out the kid is a murderer. Who doesn't want to give whores a second chance? <laughs> Yeah, poor Amanda Pete. She's she's really good in this too, and she yeah. just gets she just it's just like it just constantly being called a whore by different characters. People keep calling her like a cheap whore too, and you're like, it's Amanda Pete. <laughs> I don't know if she. <laughs> I think she doesn't a- seem. She also doesn't seem too cheap. Like, no, I wouldn't think so I at mean, all. She's like ripping a guy off at the beginning, but like you know what? She seems. She seems Look fine. Look at Amanda Pete. What a cheap whore. What a piece of trash. <laughs> like she looks like a fucking movie star. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, oh. it's all in this guy's head. So I, know. I like. I, like how, whore is I just cheap, thought. I, I thought it was interesting that this this murderer has such distinctive personalities. Like he's got a chauffeur. Yeah. Who well, used to be in the army with the or used to be a cop. Used to be a cop. But I mean, he's got one of his personalities is a chauffeur who used to be a cop. Yeah. I like Cusack a lot. In Cusack this is also very, a chauffeur in 2012. Importantly. Uh, he doesn't vape in <laughs> either. He doesn't vape in either of them. No, That's fine. stupid. Uh, but John Cusack's fantastic in this. Co- he's got yeah. a criminal who's disguising himself as a cop. He's got That's an right. actual criminal. He's yep. got a, a spoiled movie star. M- Rebecca De Mornay, like blinking, you miss her. 
Like, which, no, is, she gets which is kind first. of fun. You 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 watch this and you're like, Rebecca Devorne is the biggest star here, and then she she's the first to die. It's it's yeah. it's kind of cool. Got, is, he's got three. I don't per- know. If she's the biggest star here. There's a lot of. I mean, he's got three uh, whole yeah. personalities. It's a man, amazing. a woman, Ray and their son. Yeah, really, Ray Liotta. Who had sex with his wife in this movie? I, it was all he imagined the whole thing. Is she dead? Is she dead by the time Ray, Lo- Ray Liotta even arrives? Though she dies real fast. No, they're all there before she dies. Okay, everybody's there. Everybody's there, and then people start dying. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is that he gets them? He traps his person. Personalities at a motel on a rainy night, and then starts killing them off. Yeah. <laughs> and how does she die? Don't they like stick her in the? She gets she gets murdered, but they find her in the in the washing That's, machine yeah. in the dryer or whatever. <laughs> they find her in the. Washing but they the but she but she gets murdered like somewhere else. Yeah. She gets like you see her. Someone throws go, like, like ah, a shower. She, goes, ah, she has a shower curtain over right. her to keep from the rain, and then just someone just slashes it. They don't really show it. Yeah, yeah I actually thought that it that during this kill that this movie was PG thirteen. No, because it's not. they they really just don't show it, <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's heads and dryers and baseball bats again yeah, yeah. being shoved down to Jake Busey's throat, and and people dropping f bombs and stuff. You're like, all right, there's like a lady go. that John Cusack actually hits with a car. Yeah, that's the, that's the little boy's mom, little boy's, little boy's mom, mom, and then the the couple the yeah, the couple who are uh, mad at each other who just got married. Oh uh, yeah, oh that's right, yeah yeah. It's uh. Clea Duvall. Clea, Clea Duvall, Clea Duvall, and, and some guy, and some guy, yeah, yeah. he's some he's guy like, McGillicuddy. It sucks because the whole the whole cast is like everybody going, oh, okay, this guy, this guy. and then yeah. that guy shows up, and I'm like, oh man, this is just not a guy, this is just nobody. <laughs> it kind of sucked a little because I was like, God, they had it so they were so close right. to having everybody in this movie be could have been some Charlie guy. Hunnam, yep. kind of. I, well, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Give us Charlie <laughs> Hunnam rec- at the very least. <laughs> Travis wouldn't have recognized the pe- Charlie. Hunnam. The people nope. want Hunnam. The people demand Hunnam. Uh, yeah, so he's like the one, the one part, uh, portion of the cast, that, and maybe they thought that he was going to be big by that time or something like that. But uh, I mean, it's, I don't know that it's. He's any... been in stuff. I looked him up, and I saw all these stuff, all these movies that I'd seen. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, didn't make much of an impression. Yeah, he's just not one of. He's Has he been a in any movie we've covered? Uh, I think so. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so sorry, guy. Sorry, whoever your name is. Uh, I'm not that sorry. Guy incognito. Guy incognito. <laughs> uh, guy Fleegman. Yeah, but Rebecca Mo- Rebecca De Mornay is the first to get slashed. Um, she gets slashed up, and then uh, and you got Ray Liotta there, who's uh, in his in his cop car, and he's like immediately like doesn't seem like he's actually a cop, right? Because well, like, Cusick's kind of like put out an APB, and he's like an AP what? Oh sure, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Cusick's an ex cop, and so he's like he's kind of makes himself in charge, and Ray Liotta's pretending to be a cop, and you're he's like, like, oh, like he's the not default Poirot in this dipshit Agatha Christie movie we're watching. Yeah. I yeah. love it, <laughs> and and all the people are different uh, aspects of uh, of his personality. Yeah. It turns out, as we find out later. So you got the ca- the decent cab, the decent chauffeur, the killer, a killer, a killer, <laughs> a killer, a whore. <laughs> you know John, all the parts that we all have in our John the- John Hawks. We all have that one. We all have <laughs> that one Hawks. personality. This John Hawks, a guy who doesn't like whores. And he's got, I mean, again, he's got another crazy backstory. He's like, I'm a drifter, and then I found this hotel, and the guy was dead already, and then I took over the hotel. Because <laughs> he, he puts the dead in the freezer. He puts the body in the freezer. He's like, I didn't put him there because, like, I put him there because, you know, it was hot, and I didn't know. We right. thought someone would maybe come to get him, and then no one did, so I just started working and here. It's like, <laughs> what, was, was that guy a personality, too? Yeah, I love Maybe. it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I like the I like the fact that there's a, a certain point when John Hawks has like uh, they're when they're when they all realize that they had the same birthday. John Hawks is going through the photocopies of people's driver's licenses yeah. that he took. He just found this job randomly 
And then he was like, you know what? Better take photo. Co- I better do it right. I better do it right. Yeah, for tax purposes. <laughs> Maybe he Googled how to be a hotel manager guy. <laughs> he he literally, literally says that like nobody came for this guy's body, and so I just started working here. Yeah, I, I intuitively knew that I needed to take photocopies of driver's licenses and uh, all, get the right kind of insurance and all this sort of stuff. I mean, the fact that it all takes place inside this guy's head, then like like real goofy stuff like that. Gets a gets gets more of a pass. Yeah. Although I think if it didn't take place inside of the guy's head, that this movie would still be, would awesome. Still be awesome. If you're like yeah. that, that, what world does this movie take place in? I yeah. uh, I, I found myself wondering if I would, if the movie is is uh, better off or worse off for for tipping you that there's that there's a killer and these guys are having if like for the framing device basically like oh yeah would it have been more fun if we didn't have any idea about that until the reveal where it's like. Cut to boardroom. Yeah. Okay, so here's what's been going on the whole time. And now we're now we go <laughs> oh, back we to the motel. See, we don't see these guys at all. Right, right, until yeah. very late in the movie. I, I tend to fall on that side of the spectrum that I think that like not revealing stuff like yeah. that early on. Like, I think movies do tip their hats too often mm-hmm. that way and it's like often feels like studios or people going like eh, maybe there should be more scenes where like we explain it to the audience because like I'm dumb right and so I assume everybody who watches movies is you know kind of like yeah and yeah it's I but also then we'd have less Alfred Molina and I sure, like, sure. and I like that it's Alfred <laughs> Molina and that uh I don't know, that guy who always plays like a Texas judge or senator or whatever. I can't remember his fucking Can name. we get this over with? Yeah. <laughs> that I guy. got a psychopath I want to put in the electric chair. I got to get to Studio B and play a Texas a Texas lawman for a scene. <laughs> I'm all, I just... I, I, I'm, I got mint juleps to drink. I'm missing the scene in this where like... The, the, could be. It's not because I, I figured it out early because I probably still would have figured it out, but just like just the big rug pull goof where yeah. it's like... 60 minutes into the movie, cut to Alfred Molina going, like, all right, turns out he's a serial killer and he's got all these split personalities. You'd be going like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that is so stupid. Yeah. I do, I do, actually, I do think that that would make, I think that would bump the movie up like, yeah. like a couple, that way you, a couple stars. That's for, the movie you go to your buddy to and go like, you have got to see this shit. It's yeah. so ridiculous. I was already it, like that anyways. Though. Sure, sure, sure. That was sure. my reaction. But I think then you go, I think, yeah, I think without the framing device, because the, with the framing device, you're going, and it's raining, and it's raining at the hotel. So, you know, at first, I think you're supposed to think, like, these are parallel stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's ra- they're, that, they're close by. That are right. going to happen, That like, where the thing is happening. Or maybe he's going to escape and kill these people yeah. at the motel. Or maybe, exactly. or maybe he killed those people in the motel. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what they're, you it's know. shortly afterwards you know, or so, something. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't not work, but, like, I do, I, I, I do love a good, like, a good like bullshit out twist of, out of yeah. left field rug pull like that I think and I think that would I think it would make the, in my mind the movie would be better for it it doesn't it, it doesn't suffer it like, for not having like, that ha gotcha and you'd be like yeah. fuck you I love it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you got me I'm either pissed or not I don't know <laughs> you know but the movie the movie's got the right tone all the way throughout it's you know portentous it's in very a, heightened. In a styli- heightened and portentous yeah. in a uh in a cheesy sort of way, it doesn't actually take itself seriously. There's a shot, shot the classic part where Pruitt Taylor. This is the first time you see Pruitt Taylor. Vince, they're like, oh, yeah. bring in the psychopath, and you're <laughs> and like this lightning is in, and stuff. Yeah, and this is in the Alfred Molina like foregrounding uh, thing where you still don't know quite what, what it, how it relates to the hotel stuff. And they bring him in, and he's and he's doing his Pruitt Taylor Vince patented waggly eyes, and then it just cuts to a shot in, in a different shot of a cuckoo clock going cuckoo cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I mean, I would. I would I'd argue, got it. I'd argue that at least like when they're the the boardroom scenes and like the the Pruitt Taylor Vince being wheeled in their scenes, like they don't tip their hat too much because those are filmed in exactly the same mm-hmm. way as the hotel stuff. Sure. So like 
the movie is like at the very least going like like it's not tri- it's not you know it doesn't like when you go to the cut to Alfred Molina scenes it's not like a different right like film stock where you're like oh wait this is different somehow it's like it's pretending that it's the sa- it's in the same yeah, yeah. the same movie I don't think the movie cheats I think it, it sets up some che- some easy rules for it to play by and just like lets itself play out I, don't I think, think that's mo- good I don't think the movie cheats because that's the story yeah, it's like yeah. well this is the, the I mean it, it's creating its own thing anyways yeah, like yeah. none of this stuff's real I think Jacob's Ladder is like a cheat because it's like well, we want to talk about afterlife and this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to end it. And then here you go. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's kind of more of a cheat. Then this is sort of like leading up to this. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know, all the characters are getting murdered. And, you know, what, this, this movie is a goddamn Swiss, Swiss watch compared to Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> where there's like a whole third of it that doesn't even fit. They're like, I don't know, lump it in there somehow. This one, it all, it all comes together in its own stupid way. Yeah. It's very sugary. It's like a shitty Swiss watch or something like that. But I mean, I just, I you know, I'll, I like the the actors in this a lot and like I, I just I love seeing like these these kind of these all these character actors just bounce off of each oh, other. Oh yeah. And I mean I I love me a good juicy John Hawks role too. Like John Hawks is John Hawks is, is a got a big role in it. I forgot he was in actors. it so when, when he popped you up mentioned I was that he like, was in it and I was like oh good and I was like he's probably not in it very long. I was like I and I'm like he's going to get murdered first or something. There's no he way he outlasts like Rebecca DeVornay. He makes it through like the whole movie yeah, pretty yeah, much. Practically. Like, I love it. I just love that guy. So I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see any movie where he's in it a lot. And he's and he's in like a a goofy heightened and yeah, war yeah. thing. So he's doing a lot of John Hawks. Like I don't know what the fuck you mean. I'm yelling. He's like yelling a lot. And you're like, look, all I did was find the body, put it in a freezer, and then t- take over the hotel. I know. Come on, guys. I did I'm steal honestly... some money, but I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> now I'm tiny from this chair. I don't know. Like, I, like I know it did. seems incredibly obvious that and, I and didn't then, do it, but you gotta believe me. And then Leota, who's the type of actor who like is perfect to like be like a psychopath who only exists in somebody's head. You know, mm-hmm. like he's oh, like yeah. like yeah. he's like that's like the kind of role that I think Leota's perfect for because he's like your I, brain would. Because he already that. talks like that, and he like is like he is like a cartoon already. So yeah. you're like, yeah, that's the psychopath. We gotta go bust this um, <laughs> perp, perp. Yeah, I'm gonna use my cop skills to uh, find out who, who had sex, uh, with, had my sex with my wife. I am an admiral in the police. Uh, I Na- think. The police navy. The I don't, police. Na- does I don't he get know. a? Does he get a laugh in this, or he doesn't? Does he get a good laugh in this? I don't remember. I don't remember. They put Rebecca De Mornay's head in the dryer because he he's like towards the end when Cusack when like they you know are, when Cusack is Cusack becomes to the like the. He's sort of the main character, but the char- but that that personality comes, and then Alfred Molina's t- talking to him, and then oh, he yeah. gets, and then he kind of goes back into the fantasy. That's the best part of the movie. And then he know, so he knows. Yeah. He goes, I know whatever, and so then he kind of like sacrifices himself to get Ray Liotta, yeah, who's who's clearly the, the psychopathic killer, and he kills and he kills him. But I, I love that because that's the part where Liotta's like. I, he gets to turn finally. Yeah, like, yeah. The whole movie, he's pretending, and you know he's pretending. And then at some point, he gets to turn and very briefly gets to be like, "There's a flashback psychopath. too." There's well, a the flashback. flashback is well, the flashbacks <laughs> of them all driving are awesome. Well, no, but there's a flashback to before because then you see him and Jake Busey in the no, back yeah, of the what car. I mean, that's what I mean, but they're all driving. Yeah, Everybody, yeah. everybody's flashback is them going to the motel, is them going towards towards the motel on the yeah. road. It's during, Ray either during the Ray day Liotta's or whatever, like stabbing a uh, cop through the uh, yeah, the back seat of the car. This thing. He kicks this. It. He kicks this like makeshift blade through the yeah. thing. It's and, then, and then he puts on the jig piece. He's like, "Well, where's my costume?" And he's like, "You're, You're wearing, wearing it." You're wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then That's he kills. But then he kills uh, Jake. He kills Ray Liotta, and John Cusack's character. The John Cusack character also dies, and Amanda Peet is he wants like, Amanda Peet to be the survivor. She's the survivor, and so she's gonna go off because she's like, "I'm. I bought this orange grove in Florida, and I'm gonna go, <laughs> go, go, go." work that or whatever and and so and then so she does 
So she gets away, and then they're like, uh, "Well, before, before okay, no, no, but the, well, that's no, the but, ending. No, no, no. Then it that's cuts back. To, then it cuts back to Alfred Molina, and they're like, "Okay, so we're not going to execute this guy. We're staying as, we're staying as execution. Yeah. And we're gonna, we're gonna let him live out his life in prison." And then, uh, and then, because well, because because that whole that whole all that that whole conflict is resolved, and essentially like they're left with like, well, the killer, whoever the, the killer, whoever was, the is killer gone. was in his mind, his mind has worked out the situation. Yeah, and we got John, we got the John Cusack uh, character to kill the killer, and so, so he's fine. So he's not. We don't. You know, we can't. We don't execute him. He's just going to spend the rest of his life in the. There's no in sense. The there's no sense in pointing out that this is, this is neither how psychology works no, nor, it's nor bullshit. how the law works. It's completely for that bullshit. Okay. Like that, like this that is some gothic bullshit right here. Shit kicking like Texas lawyers. Like you, I guess you was right. That the bad, the good person yeah, yeah. inside him is fine. So I'm going to stay this re- execution. I mean, I, the other, the other reference right. I would say it it really reminded me, and it, I don't think. It's as like clockwork order, but it really remind. It was very Hitchcocky in the whole sure. thing. Because I mean, I, I feel that way about like some of Hitchcock's classics too, where it's like the like Spellbound with the bullshit like psychology of that, where you're like, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. He's, he's like mildly interested in psychology. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's interested in it as <laughs> far as like it's a plot device, <laughs> yeah. which I think is which I think is fine because he because ma- it's Hitchcock. But right. this movie very much reminded me of that too, because you know he's like the one girl. The girl gets away. Yeah, she, yeah, like yeah. she like gets to have her life and. And then, like, they're like, "Oh well, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Not we're so gonna, fast. We're gonna take. We're gonna take Pruitt Taylor Vince back, and it's Alfred Molina and the other guy, and they're driving him in the van to the uh. to the to the. I guess to Gothica. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're where taking he's him to Gothica. <laughs> they need to take him to a mental institution with double hallways. Take, taking him to that place uh, where do- they sent Doctor Lecter after they made the plea deal. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus. you get to spend one hour on the beach. Anthrax Island. <laughs> yeah, Anthrax <laughs> Island. Very clever, Clarice. It's actually a peninsula. <laughs> you can watch the turns. <laughs> you can Pelico. watch the turns make their nests. <laughs> Whatever. Fucking <laughs> turtle doves there. Uh, <laughs> and, but then, and so Amanda Pete's digging oranges at her at her digging orange a, grove. Digging oranges. She's literally like digging the first hole. To, oh, okay. You know. What does she find? Does she, I thought oranges grew like potatoes. She's or digging. She finds, she, the, she motel finds the motel key. key that oh, was uh, the last no. motel. The last key. motel key. And it's cutting back and forth between that and Pru- Taylor Vince, like kind of like. The eyes are really waggling like now. Like losing it in yeah. the in the van, and then it, and then the little boy shows up and kills Amanda Pete. It turns out the little boy was the murderer the whole time. He set up the whole deal. Yep. I even love the one where it's like, how do you murder his dad? Because John Hawks hit him with the car, and like, nope, John Hawks. He like he basically the kid stepped out of the way, <laughs> and so that's how he murdered his yeah. dad. He baited his dad into jumping baited, in front of the car. He baited his dad. Yeah, that's yeah, so and and that's just a bunch of shots of this little kid like looking psycho- I know, psychotic. Like all the other char- you see all the other characters' deaths when the kid doing it now, yeah. and it's like the one where the there's he's walking away from an explosion with this <laughs> shit eating grin on his face is so. He's funny. a perfect looking kid too. Oh man, where he like really he really like once he becomes the bad guy, you're like, oh yeah, that kid's look that's works great. great for this. I love that they did the like the flashbacks to all the murders oh. with the kid. Yeah, that, uh, Do we get to see so him just funny. like arduously and laboriously cramming this baseball bat into Jake Busey's throat? <laughs> no, we just don't. Like, eh, Sad, sadly, eh, we don't get to see hard. that. Oh man! I, wonder, I hope they filmed that though, and they just couldn't include it because it was too much. We had to keep it, it under. We had to keep this under ninety minutes. It was there wasn't more there imperative. Was, this pushed us to the two hour. There marker. was an extended cut on the DVD. I chose to watch the shorter one, so I, I think don't I watched know. the extended. I don't remember. Uh, but then, but then he like, but then he. Uh, She's like, no, don't kill me. I actually felt it's funny too because the whole movie because you're with these characters and I actually and even though you know that they're not real, I actually felt bad for her at the end because yeah. she was the one character who you kind of go like root for. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you, you and like you like Cusack too, but you're like he's like he's like a doomed he's yeah, like yeah. the doomed hero. You like no, he's like 
he can't make it he's because got a he's cuz he's dark. Yeah, yeah. Cuz he's got a dark past. She's like hope she's like the hope for the future or whatever. So you, yeah. I feel ba- I feel bad at the end when the little kid goes like whores don't get a second chance <laughs> and then murders her. And then he's and then Alfred's like what did you say and he kills him. <laughs> yeah, the the bad it was down to the ev- the pure good and the pure evil and the evil one and so pure, pure And he gets away. Cuz in the rules of this movie that's really what's at stake yeah. is this war in this guy's mind and if if it had just been her then he would have been a decent nice guy for the mm-hmm. rest of his life. And, and a lady at that. Yeah, he'd be he'd be out there like tending his orange grove yeah. for till he died. And then they and then they bring back the uh, the the poem that they do throughout yeah, the, yeah. the whole movie, which is um, it's, it's very and, stupid. And it's John Cusack reading it, I believe, at the beginning, or maybe Pruitt, Pruitt Taylor Vance. I can't yeah, it's the little kid at the end, and then the little kid reads it in a spooky voice. But as I was going up the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. Yeah. What the That's fuck does that even mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's spooky, about identities, it's man. Yeah, because was he there? He wasn't there. He wasn't there. Wait, was he there? What? <laughs> oh, but he's not there, but it's but he's scary. I, I had so much fun watching this. Yeah. I, I want to bring up uh, <laughs> my probably my favorite part of this whole movie. It means a lot to me. <laughs> It's this scene, and and it's like the first big, it's not like the first big twist, but obviously the first big kind of reveal. There's like the twists, and then there's also like, well, this is what's going on, but well, here's more of what's going on. You know, like it does that. And this is when uh, like they, John Cusack just sort of inexplicably appears in the sort of like drawing room setting mm-hmm. that Alfred Molina is at. And he's just all of a sudden, he like yeah. flashes from the hotel to being sitting in this chair. And he's like, what, what the hell am I doing here? And he's like, I brought you here, John Cusack's character. Um, I've summoned you. Uh, we've talked to each other before. And he's like, ah, well, what's going on? And he's like, you're actually the Pruitt Taylor Vince guy. He's like, what are you talking about now? I'm a right. chauffeur and I used to be a cop and all this. And he's like, look in this mirror <laughs> and imagine, <laughs> like, <what> you- imagine <laughs> thinking you're John Cusack and then looking in a mirror and seeing Pruitt Taylor Vince. This is how fat people feel every time they look in the fucking mirror. <laughs> the, you need to know this. This is what it's like every time. Because inside your head, you're not a big fat fuck. You look fine. <laughs> and then you see the mirror, and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Oh. Well, you took us and turned it. Did you, do, you say, do you also say, what did you do to my face whenever you look in the what mirror? What did you do? <laughs> what was happening? What am I being punked right now? I think it should have been like take a look at the mirror and it's Dr. Hibbert and he just punches him right through the <laughs> right through the frame. Routine oh. soul smear confirmed the presence of pure evil. I mean, they're not dissimilar. They're not dissimilar stories. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The the real evil one has always been the little boy. The little boy the whole time. Um yeah, it's a great movie. Super really great fun movie. movie. I don't know. I can't I, stress enough how great it is that this movie is of like a fucking bullet. It's it's a, I mean it's that kind of movie that 90 like minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is exactly the kind of movie that you want these kind of movies to be in my opinion, yep. which is just that it's like it's quick, it's tight, stylish. It's stylish. It I mean and this one happens to have a bizarre twist, right. but it just it like it's got a great cast and he just kind of goes like, "Man, this just kind of went." And it's not I wouldn't say that I wouldn't even say it's a great movie or does anything right. new or interesting, but it does it shows up. I mean, it's a Mangold movie, so which right. is basically it shows up, does what it's supposed to do, and then you go home. Yeah. You know, and I mean, he does that to varying degrees depending on which movie he's making, obviously. But like, uh, I mean, I get more I get more emotional at the end of uh, Logan than I did at the end of Identity. Sure, <laughs> but I can't uh, keep it together at the end of Night and Day. <laughs> that much. I do like that movie quite a bit. <laughs> I bet you do. I've never seen that. 
One of my favorite Tom Cruise performances. But I, I, I've never been a huge fan of, of Walk the Line, but only just because I'm not really a huge mm-hmm. fan of like biopics in general. But uh, but it's but it's still really. I mean, of the ones of that like glut of those, like that's certainly the best one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Mangold is the kind of guy who just goes like, I know what movie. he like is like you know a journeyman where he's like, yeah. oh, we're making this kind of movie, and he does and he does it. He just goes, I'm, well, we're making. Oh, this is the kind of movie it is. Okay, well, I'm gonna really lean into this then. <laughs> he's doing, he's doing Indiana Jones five now. You know what? I don't think that's a good God. idea. But also, like, who's gonna be it. Indiana Jones? I don't maybe, think that, I don't, maybe it's Harrison Ford. Oh, he's I don't, so old. Th- I, like, I think he's a good choice to do that movie. Yeah. But I don't think that they should be making that. Movie. And that's 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 <laughs> yeah. what I mean. That's but I mean, I think that Mangold. I think we'll see that movie, and it, I'll be like, yeah, sure, three stars. Got like it. honestly, like, it'll be like that was fine. Right. You know, and but, they're ditching David Coop too. Well, that's good. Nice. Yep. Everybody always ditched David Gillup. Yeah, it's always good. I hope he lives in Spiel- of- Does he live in Spielberg's guest house or something though? No, like he's, he's making like- Spielberg's tanks in his basement. Oh, okay. <laughs> I sure hope Indiana Jones Five has lots of Harrison Ford running around, looking like he has zero cartilage left in any of his joints, <laughs> which he does not. It's, no, it's all like weed. It's absolute excru- excruciating he pain that he has, only gets through from. He just has hash gum like for joint for for joint cartilage now. <laughs> He's eating hash steaks. It's 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 literally like bong resin for <laughs> for, for for bone cartilage. Oh, is is it gonna be? Is Harrison Ford actually and in Indiana Jones actually gonna get to smoke some weed in this? Cause it'll take place in like Please. the fucking sixties. Sixties, he's a stoner. Right? Far out. Be like he'll, be, he'll, he'll like he'll like cr- he'll like be digging out of some you know away he'll like digging out of a tunnel away from some bad guys and he'll pop up and it'll be a in fucking weed wood, He'll be at Woodstock. Oh boy, I'm straight suited. <laughs> he'll be at Woodstock and be like, what? Will be, take this man, and then they'll be like, don't take the brown acid. And he'll be like, oh, what Fuck did I? it, I'm 89. Oh, the real acid was knowledge. What did I, what did I take? <laughs> <laughs> the legend of the crystal bong. <laughs> he gets to fly planes stoned in this one. Oh, I would love it if he, he smoked, crashes every single one of them into a golf I'd course. I love it if he smoked weed out of one of Dan Aykroyd's crystal skull <laughs> vodka bottles. I wish he smoked weed out of Dan, Dan Aykroyd's skull. <laughs> I mean, come on. But could be Dan, something could, in it for both it, of them. Could it be Dan Eckerd's character that's briefly in, uh, in Temple, of, Temple Doom? of Doom? Oh, you miss Willie Scott, the famous American singer. Like, like you're smoking weed out of this guy's skull, then he's like, wow, jolly good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chattering skull, too. It talks. <laughs> Yeah, I hope, I hope I hope the guys who are writing Indiana Jones Five are we're listening, listening to, to this, this right now. These, we're giving you pearls here. We need to do some last minute rewrites, man. Gold. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Indy Five, all right. Yeah, uh, but 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 uh, you know that. Anyway, this movie is awesome. Yeah, it's this great. movie is a lot of fun. Got any more quotes? Yeah, this is just a line. I don't remember who says it or in what context, but it's obvious. Like that's just a part of how kind of like winky that this movie this movie is enjoying. It knows exactly what it is and is enjoying itself. Someone says this story is so unbelievable. I think it just might be true. Oh yeah. And then this is uh, like all, all <laughs> movies like this have to, and we covered a lot of them last time too with the uh, gaslighting, this is where someone si- has very... to like really lay it, lay it down. Yeah, what's yeah. happening? These are very similar. <laughs> very clear language. It's weird because last one episode and this episode are not. They're not the exact same. No, but genre, but they are very similar like structures. Territory where yeah. it's like yeah. where you where you as the audience know you're being duped the whole time, mm-hmm. but you don't know exactly how. Right. There's a thing that they <laughs> wanted to do, and then they had to like bend everything around the weird yeah. thing that they yeah. were doing. Yeah. And this is uh, Alfred, Alfred, Alfred Molina trying to explain, and successfully, it's it's just stupid enough that they can like compartmentalize the explanation. Uh, Malcolm is in the mi- in the midst of a medical treatment, one of which forces all his identities to confront one another for the first time. I knew there would be violence, and with it, the number of the identities would be reduced. Okay, okay. 
Do you guys wish that one of the identities was Chinese just so that Alfred Molina could be explaining to the other people? They go, who's that? He goes, he's Chinese. Chinese. Oh, Cosmo? That's he's Cosmo. Chinese. Chinese. Just real quick. <laughs> he's a buddy of mine. <laughs> Also, I like that Alfred Merlina gets to have his British accent in this, which is mm. always, ever, it never ceases to uh, shock me when Alfred Merlina's in a movie with his British accent. I'm like, all right, that guy's British, because I always, <laughs> his big roles, I always remember him as not having a British right. accent. So whenever he does, he's like, hello, jolly good. And I'm like, well, who's this? Whereas Alfred Merlina's doing a whole voice, I guess. Oh, that's what he sounds like. <laughs> Who carrots? Tea, please. <laughs> I would like some tea, as a matter of fact. I'm British. <laughs> that's a real line. I don't understand. I'm British. And biscuits, <laughs> which I think are a completely different thing than your biscuits. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd, I could sure go for a lorry full of your biscuits. <laughs> An entire lorry of biscuits. Uh, point me to the lift that will take me to that lorry. The aluminium lift. <laughs> <laughs> hate the British. Uh, Jaguar. Love it. Uh, ratings. Three and a half Judds. Sturdiest possible version of itself imaginable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, the, I love dumb Agatha Christie... Like pop psychology bullshit mashup that this is mm-hmm. great cast okay. stylishly sh- photographed. It's just all around solid. Yeah, uh, and again, ninety minutes. Yep, uh, eighty nine. Eighty nine minutes. Just like, yeah. and every minute that you tick backwards from ninety, it feels like an hour. It's yeah. just it's glorious. <laughs> um, I mean, like a half a Douglas for all the talk about of horrors yeah, and what I, have you. Yeah, it doesn't really. There's no. There's nothing. There's no. There's I was no room I actually. For that shit. I actually find it a little bit refreshing that w- no matter the context, that there is a serial killer story here that doesn't involve like a lot of gross slicing women up and like you know no. sexual yeah. violence and stuff like that. You know, any any you can imply whatever you want about what his mo is, but like I said, you never find out what his pathology is beyond that vague talk of like horrors don't get a second chance. Yeah. So I thought it was nice. Especially because I watch a lot of that show, Criminal Minds, with Molly, and like every episode is like they kidnapped and raped her, and then Ugh. they cut her up, and it's just like, oh. So it was kind of nice to get away from that. It, it allowed the movie to be the fun movie that it is. Yes. Yeah. Well, the um, movie, the movie didn't. Then, then you know, we're not sitting here accusing, having to accuse the movie of hating women. Or right. Whatever. Exactly. Like the characters in the movie are dicks, but the movie itself doesn't like think Amanda Pete is a whore. It's the part of his psyche that hates. You women. know, as opposed to like abandoned last time, where you're really? like, Ugh. I think that maybe this guy oh, hates. That, yeah. Like you know that you know that right. kind of thing, where you're like, that's some some sort of it was, ugly bro stuff it was going nice, on here. It was mm-hmm. nice that that didn't that shit didn't come up and get away get in the way of my good time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, swallowed baseball bats. <laughs> Damn it. I knew it. I knew it. I mean, I had to. <sighs> I knew it, though. Uh, I'm Also, three and a half. You can't do better than this, but it is very stupid. But it but it knows that it's stupid. Gleefully, it's not like it, gleefully stupid. It's not like the uh, the first and last movies that we're going to be talking about, where they're like, <laughs> maybe this is really about something. And you're like, oh, I don't. I, I don't think know. we both like Shutter Island more than you, but yeah. I, I, well, we'll, we're, <laughs> we'll get to we'll it get there. very shortly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but man, like again, eighty nine minutes. Every Chef's every kiss. piece works. What this cast? Fucking hell. And mm-hmm. again, yeah. John Cusack, man. This is the second time we've done Cusack in yeah. like a month. Or something, this was and at, and yeah. I'm in this, and, and I was like, man, John Cusack rule. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I didn't hate Cusack or anything, but it's just like, man, he's really got a thing. Mm-hmm. No, this, I mean, in this the the '90s through the early 2000s yeah. was like I, when I loved him the most. Well, it's yeah, it, it, we I think we talked about it in the last one too. It's like him when he's like the dark, like that dark kind yeah. of like broody character, like and that's like Gross Point Blank again is like one of my favorites, and like he's it's a comedy, but he's that character, mm-hmm. and I think he's that character in this movie too. It's just like it's the drama version, so it's he's not like, as good as in Con Air, but 
God damn it. <laughs> or he's got his sandals on. Yeah. Weird movie. Uh, yeah. But, he's uh, the liberal law enforcement officer. Yeah. He's got some new ideas. But I do I do like, because I think Cusack is good, and he's he's like, he could do, he, you know, he's the kind of actor who I think, uh, given more to chew on, would could do better, sure. but is also like, can like reads a script like this and goes like, I know exactly how to he do that. He tends to underplay. And he, like, and he nails it. Yeah. Like, he nails it, and like, you, Just effortlessly you are likable. rooting for him at the end, even though you know it's not real, you're like, still get that guy. Because, and, and he like, sacri- that scene where he sacrifices himself is genuinely like, kind of like sad, and yeah. where he's like, has to get himself killed to kill the bad guy, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, and she's like bummed. She's like, oh no, you know? He knows the deal, and he's like talking to Amanda Peet while he's dying, going like, it has to be you, you're the one yeah. that's like pure and good. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, pretty, it's, 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 it's as touching a, as something like this is ever going to be. A, for a movie that is like essentially like this plot delivery system that's like a that moves like a bullet, there's like there's some good stuff in there, and it's yeah. all just due to the actors being good. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it uh, half a Douglas just for all the whore talk. Like the one of the last lines in the movie is a little kid saying, "Whores don't get a second <laughs> chance." Sheesh. And then and then and then killing a woman and killing a woman. I mean, she was just trying to dig up oranges. Virtually. Uh, And then I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 frozen bodies that uh, crash to the ground and don't shatter into a million pieces, unfortunately. Would have been nice. We got to do Mindhunters one time. Oh, please. We got to do that Uh, anytime. Yeah, three and a half. It's it's t- fucking a. It, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It's like not supposed to be four. What it says on it's the not tin. supposed to be four or five. It's not like we're mm-hmm. trying to transcend right. this. It's just it just goes like, well, you know, yeah. What it says on the can. Here you go. You here's the ingredients, and then you taste it and go like, man, that was exactly what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> I love it. Didn't take you six hours to open the can in this <laughs> case. Though, I think God. if I think if one of us gave it four and a half stars, James Mangold would be like four and a half stars. Jesus. What the fuck, guys. <laughs> What are you doing? Listen, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so three and a half Judds. Uh, yeah, half a Douglas. Same same shit. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't it doesn't have time to be dirty in any way. Yeah. Except for like a few people going like, eh, look at look at her, she's a whore. <laughs> a few of the characters. <laughs> look at her. A few of the characters what thinking thinking she's a whore. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give it one screaming John Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming John Hawks, the blues John musician. Ho- Screaming John Hawkson. I just love me some John Hawks, and uh, yeah. I can't get, I can never get enough of that guy. He's one of the only actors who like he'll be in like these random like indie movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't follow actors a lot, you know, where I'm like I'll watch any movie with this actor. But John Hawks is one of those guys where I'm like John Hawks is in it. I'm gonna watch that yeah. movie. Yeah, it'll be it may not be a good movie, but like he, one one part of it will be great, and it'll be John Hawks. Anyway, what about the one where he's a quadriplegic that has sex with Helen Hunt? I haven't seen that, that one was not wait, as much of a thriller. I feel like that is one that I would be kind of like. Okay. John Hawks is an, ah, I'm still not. Wait, which that. movie is that? I, haven't I seen forget that what it's called, but he's a, he's a quadriplegic, and uh, Helen Hunt is like this this woman who who like uh, gives him sexual release, basically. Oh right, yeah, I didn't watch that one. But she's like a doctor. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's not. She's yeah. like a sex doctor. It's a it's a whole thing. It, it was the one I'd recommend. I love that it, but a lot of people haven't seen. This is one called Small Town Crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and not again. It's like it's kind of like this movie where it's not a great. It's not like it's not a great movie. It's not trying to be. It just shows up and does what it does. But he's John, great in it. John Hawks is a great cent, cent, like central character. This like drunk cop or whatever, and then he's anyway. He's got a great car in it, and Robert Forster's in it as like a sniper. Yeah. <laughs> does he have a Dragula in it? I <laughs> uh, no. It's just some awesome muscle car. Boo. Boo. It's not. They a should. Dragula. Th- that's the, that that movie. I've 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 watched it twice now because I was like really surprised at how how, how fun it was, yeah. just how solid I thought it was, and I was like they should make like four movies with this. Guy. Guy. Right, yeah, that's yeah. He I, should play. He should play like the main dude in those in those uh, like Last Good Kiss. Like that guy wrote a bunch oh, of books. He, yeah. There's two. There's two guys, and he should play. He should play a uh, Suguru. Yeah, yeah. 
I love the fact John Hawks is so talented. He looks like John Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in Winter's Bone, like, accurately playing the most badass person in the world. Where you're like, oh, shit, John Hawks. Right, yeah. He's oh, like, no. He's like, I... That I, little wisp of a man. Yeah, and then you're like, and, but then he, but then he shows up, and you're like, hey, he's pretty, that scene he's where he shows scary. up in the garage is fucking awesome. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? And you're like, ah, oh, this guy's terrifying, and he's also just John Hawks. Okay. But he, but he's also John Hawks. He's also great in this, just being like hysterical, screaming. John the usual kind of like yeah. weasel. And he's guy. great on shit like Deadwood, where he's just like a nice man. Yeah, <laughs> he can do it all. He's become a John Hawks fan fan podcast. We are big fans. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Onward to, and to upward? the mark to the marquee production. Yeah. The main event. <laughs> boy, oh boy. 2010's Martin Scorsese film, Shutter Island. Give you a briefing about the institution. All I know is it's a mental hospital. But they're criminally insane. Gentlemen, welcome to Shutter Island. You're hereby required to surrender your firearms. We are duly appointed federal marshals. But during your stay, you will obey protocol. Is that understood? We take only the most dangerous and damaged patients, ones no other hospital can manage. These are all violent defenders, right? They've hurt people, murdered them in some cases. In almost all cases, yes. We try to provide them with a measure of calm. Personally, Dr. I'd have to say, screw their sense of calm. So this prisoner escapes in the last 24 hours. We don't know how she got out of her room. It's as if she evaporated straight through the walls. Shutter Island. Uh, it is no longer my least favorite uh, Scorsese movie. I don't ever. I can't imagine that it ever was. I, uh, I, well, I, I don't like it very much. I mean, that's I don't fine. Think it's very that's good. fine. But I mean, you're like your least favorite. Well, out I mean, of we're all? talking about Martin Scorsese. I mean, they're mostly sure. good. You like I mean, this? We like this less than Hugo. Uh, oh. oh. God, I, like wouldn't even, wanna, even I wouldn't want to watch either one even of them previous again. Previous to this, you like this less than Hugo. Well, Hugo, Hugo is just a sort of like Hugo's fine. It's okay. just a sort of like I don't know why Scorsese had to make this. I enjoyed it perfectly fine. I didn't really necessarily think I had any complaints with it. I have like a lot of complaints with this movie. Sure, I had like a lot of complaints with uh, bringing out the dead, but in the end, uh, but in the end, I liked. I, on the second viewing, I still didn't love it, but I enjoyed uh like the individual pieces before it hits the absolute breaks in the last like 25 minutes and just becomes an absolute nothing <laughs> did i miss <laughs> travis shit. talking about how he hates martin scorsese movies and they're all bad <laughs> yes sorry i had to get up and get some more uh what are you drinking there it's black tea oh it sounds good i i didn't sleep i literally got two hours of sleep last night so. Kevin's <laughs> so you're running on caffeine kevin's so am, strung out right I now i am only running on caffeine right now <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, I I like the movie more and more every time I watch it. Mm. I think that it's just as good as it's like as good as Cape Fear. You know, it's as good as oh. any of that like way over the top Scorsese stuff. I I think that it is drop dead gorgeous. Like one of it, the best uh, looking yeah, movies yeah, I've yeah. ever seen. Bob Richardson, you know, yeah, he knows how to shoot a movie. Um, it's, it's, it's on a different <laughs> level of existence as far as how it looks compared to the other two movies that we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's like entirely uh, <laughs> the, like the most coherent version of itself it could be. I think it's sort of, a, it seems like a work for hire thing that Scorsese put a lot of personality and thought well, he into. He can't not. Because right, he, yeah. I mean, I, there was, I watched like, in, like a, you know, making of on the Blu-ray and he talks about that. He's like, this was a project that came to me 
when he was trying to get like other projects made. So he was probably trying to get like silence uh-huh. made or yeah, something. And he was like, and he's like, this script showed up, and he he was like, I'll read it, and he read it, and he you know was like one of those like you know stories where I stayed up all night reading it and I couldn't get it out of my head, and so I'm like, I well I have to make this movie. So he like. Which amazing to me is that he like goes like I'm trying to get this movie made about these Jesuit priests and this is a very personal thing, and in in the meantime uh, I'm gonna just in between movies I'm gonna get I guess I'll throw together this uh, this uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, <laughs> movie this clearly very expensive like ninety million dollar yeah. like yeah. horror detective story I love it to me it's like giallo ish it looks like it looks like if Powell and Pressburger made a giallo movie yeah. One of the things very that, colorful. I also think it's his post nine eleven movie. One of the Ooh. one of the things that, that struck me this time because I hadn't seen The Irishman the last time I'd seen this was that like how both of those movies are about uh, to a certain degree about the uh, World War Two mm-hmm. and the the trauma of World War Two. Obviously, in this one, the trauma was um, much different. Much different. Yeah. But like what how that war sort of created both of the char- both of the main characters made, both it made movies, monsters. It made it made both of them what they are. Yeah. Because in in the it's it's very brief in the Irishman, but it like cuts back to him in World War Two, and he's like just sort of casually murdering these guys after they dig their own graves, and then you're like he's like you know, and I was pretty much just okay with that. And that's the movie. You're like this guy. That this is about a guy who's just like I'm fine with being like that. Really okay. see what the problem was. Yeah, right. You know, he sees what the problem is when he has to kill like a very one very specific person in that movie, but the rest of the movie is him just going like, here's how you do a hit. So you get a gun and you go into this place. You're like, jeez, yeah. man, this is very matter of fact. Hate that house. But this movie is very uh, heightened mm-hmm. drama, dramatic, you know. And I mean, this is like a guy finding, you know, the, you know, walking into the uh, concentration camps yeah. and stuff. I, that there's this that, is, this there's is that just, shot. That shit, man. I do, I do not like that shit. That's oh, it's so I unpleasant. Feel, I don't feel like it, it does not belong in this movie. Really, this is uh, a stupid. This is a stupid movie. I th- and then it's got these like it's, Scorsese's too good a director to do these kinds of scenes in this kind of movie. So like there's scenes where there's like just piles of like frozen emaciated yeah, little so girls yeah. in a pile and you're like this is a fucking multiple identity horseshit piece of crap like it's just but that's why similar, am I seeing these I think absolute nightmare images and and having to think about but this the movie shit? the movie is all it. about like collective it's, trauma and and how that like seeps into the world and destroys everything that it touches like, but it's interesting yeah it's, it is it's interesting to me that you say that because that's a similar thing that Matt was saying about Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, is that I feel like, that way about Jacob's Ladder. Is that they too. both? Is that like that? But I feel like it, this engages with it, and yeah, Jacob's Ladder does not. I would agree with Matt on this. I think that this movie is kind of about how is about those traumas in his in his mind. Whereas Jacob's Ladder is kind of like isn't isn't it hard for to have PTSD? Actually, this isn't the real world, so he, we don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, He's reflecting on stuff that just happened to him, as opposed to Leonardo DiCaprio's, who's been living with this this I, memory for years. For me, the the. The way that it all pans out, like it, the movie's ludicrous. This is like we, we love it's to talk. Ludicrous. We love to talk about what's the fucking plan here. This is a textbook Ugh. case, okay? And this is medical professionals doing this. Like like when we were talking about, <laughs> ra- oh yeah, like and, and like this. The, the say what you want. Like the like Gothica makes these guys look like <laughs> like pro- like professionals, okay? But these guys are still very very bad at what they're doing. <laughs> And, and so many. Of although them. on repeat viewings, like it, it is like one of those Shyamalan things, oh, you know, where you go absolutely. back and you go like, once you know the rules, you go like, oh, actually, here's what was happening it, here. It yeah. works because they like, t- you know, the guards at the beginning when he shows up are like eyeballing him, like, oh like, yeah, fu- like fly fucking him. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem, you piece of shit? And then when you realize, oh, they're like watching him because they're like, what's he gonna do? We don't like this plan of you letting this fucking nutball yeah. run <laughs> run wild <laughs> at our place. 
you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it all, it all, like, it like, all adds up. It all, it all works. So it's not. But also, the movie like, actually, it's Scorsese, so he's not like fucking trick. He's not. Every, there's never a point where you go like he's he's totally bullshitting you. Once I like the opposite of Jacob's Ladder. Once you know where it's going, I think it all works better. And I think that they they're both very similar in that their endings are like twenty minutes of like absolute <laughs> there's a lot like more laborious crap. But I think this stuff like like the stuff at the end of of this doesn't like works way better for me than at the end of Jacob's Ladder where it's like he meets his dead son and they go into the light. That scene at the end of this where he like has his final kind of confrontation with Michelle Williams. He sees the murder of his children. He the kills whole flashback. Her. The whole flashback scene at the end of that is terribly sad and very moving i think it works exactly the way scorsese wants it to it's the whole thing and then with like ben kingsley's character it's touching like the way that he ben he, kingsley he definitely wants yeah, to help this guy everything. it's very sad he's trying him, he, and, he, him and alfred yeah. molina they got these crazy ideas yeah. and they really care about these violent lunatics and ben that, kingsley that, is doing a whole like there's a whole thing a whole thread in this about like you know what do we what kind of treatment do we owe people who are experiencing this kind of trauma who are engaged yeah. in this kind of mental illness and like Max von Sydow, the ex-Nazi, <laughs> is like, I think we should just fucking nuke them, you know, just like throw them in the hole. Well, and, and not, <laughs> not only not only Kingsley's character, but Ruffalo too. Yeah, who's like who is his do- who? They're turns both, out it's also a doctor. They're, yeah. But they're both like like that scene at the end where he looks at him and shakes his head. Mm-hmm. That you see the the lo- far away shot of Kingsley like, oh, fuck. All right, I like okay. that. I like that last scene. Oh, we'll, it's we'll, like, we'll it's, talk it's, about it when we get to it. But but, it's, uh, it's but I mean, cool. but that like all of it kind of adds up to that, and it's like, oh, uh, it's more. I think this it's is sad. It's more sad yeah. when you get to the end than anything. I don't know the part of part, part, I I can't. I don't think some of this. It some of it seems like bullshit in this movie, but I love the craft so much. Yeah. Like I mean, it's sure Scorsese, and he can't turn it off ever. And that's I love that about him. Like that you like he's you he can't he for this kind of bullshit movie. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like those concentration camp scenes are as are as like gruesome. They look as, too good. That shit where the guy, the I, he talks about how the guy tried to shoot himself in the face and he blew he, he didn't do it right. He's just like bleeding on the floor with his like twitching Christ. and his yeah, yeah. blood popping out of his face. It's great. It's, it's got a it's got a like one of these dumbass like, you know, post uh, what is that? Basically post Shyamalan type of plots mm-hmm. that is just very like stupid and head scratchy and like working backwards from your from your final premise. But then also like children being murdered in, b- by wives and holoc like very real. I mean, I don't like that. You just it's like you feel elements. like it's incongruous to like deal with like heavy heavy shit like that and kind of what you f- you feel like it's yes. glib. And watching it again this, the, the second time, that stuff bothered me even more. Okay, I the feel... first time the the plot bothered me the most, and and then sitting in the plot the second time, knowing how it went, it didn't bother me. It was just like I whatever. It's interesting, that, but like, then this stuff you feel like it's glib. I feel like that heavy stuff makes the dumb premise less glib. I think. That I, and I think it's I, I, this time watching it. I think it's all heavy, like like wow. all. I don't think there's any. I think it's like a, I think it's silly that like what you know. But ultimately, like it's all very like when you, when you that flashback with him and Michelle when you, you finally see what happened to the kids and mm-hmm. Michelle Williams and stuff was like oh god damn. like I don't, but and that was kind of like I felt like it was all of a piece. Yeah, with the with the uh, his flashbacks to the World War Two. Stuff. Yeah, I think and I just think how it, that and how that was what that affected him so hard that that's sort of like the trauma of the rest of them. That's you know, the stuff that he went like through that. was so fucked up that he needed the world's dumbest uh, <laughs> doctors. I and think the that, most hackneyed. I mean, ploy it, to I get mean him to the, the the plan notwithstanding, <laughs> to me, the to big me part it of the works movie. on a, a sort of a more semiotic yeah. level where it's like the this this collective trauma that we have all interpreted as one thing as a culture that we did the right thing in World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, we see 
the tra- the horror that we that 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 involves the bad things that we had to do in order to achieve that goal and in order for us to rationalize all of that bad shit we kind of invented the story yeah i mean it is like it they it is cuz he he finds the concentration camps which is like oh look at this man's inhumanity man's inhumanity to man mm-hmm. but then there's constant references too to the h bomb and the yeah. atomic bomb and, and i mean stuff, you see which them is, just which is executing how, all which is of how those america Nazis. which is how america quote unquote won the right. war when they unnecessarily dropped Nukes so sort of that thing. And justified like a, their sort of continuing mm-hmm. paranoia and stuff. Right, like which that. is mirrored with, you know, then like, oh, well, the I'm sure the Nazis could would go like, well, we're justifying what we did right. because of this. You exactly. Know? That's so. kind of that's kind of why I think it all, like you say, it's all of a piece. It all works. And I think if you tack some 9-11 shit on there, <laughs> it's an, another version of that collective trauma. It all worked for me this time. And also, I just feel like Scorsese, it, it also exists so heavily in a movie world mm-hmm. and Scorsese's just fucking moving it up. The way they did the soundtrack where I guess they just took oh they just soundtrack took bits is and, incredible. They took bits and pieces from different like more modern like uh classical composers. Mm-hmm. Robbie so Robert it's Robbie Robert Robertson doing the thing that he does for all the other mm-hmm. movies but with like like modern classical music yeah, yeah. as opposed to like yeah. rock and the, music. And the soundtrack is just so it's constantly it's constantly like unnerving you. In different ways, because the soundtrack isn't the soundtrack isn't there. It's not like themes that are comforting right, you. It's right. like here, oh no, this is di- this music is similarly uh, abstract and weird, but it's, it's so the whole movie is sort of like unsettling you throughout. I was a br- I, that, I was a big level. fan of the foghorn sound effect yeah. that also works as background that's, music. The boom that is music. That's, that's oh, I thought it was supposed to be both. You know, it's like no, a no, foghorn that's, that's and what music. He said. I, on the on the behind the scenes thing, he talks about the music and how like that they they heard that piece of music mm-hmm. and it is it's called like a something foghorn i think it's foghorn is in the thing but it's he's like that's what he said he said you don't know foghorn like right. at the beginning he's like you don't know if it's a foghorn or if it's part of the soundtrack yeah and that's actually like from this classical piece that's great that's great <laughs> all so of I a mean, piece with the blurring of fantasy and reality so i mean all of that on. yes i don't know I, I i love all of that and scorsese's so like he just you know like i like i said he's like the kind of guy who goes like i read the script one night and said yeah i've got time to make this movie mm-hmm. and then you go like and then you made this movie what right. the fuck <laughs> like it's like a movie that people would you know like I see, I still he, feel the like way he talks about it is like he's not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like Cape Fear at all to me, though, where you like when you think backwards, uh, when you think about Cape Fear, you're like, oh, yeah, this is a really different kind of movie than Scorsese usually does because that movie just feels Scorsese is fucked to me, and this movie is very plot-heavy. Like, it's all about the plot mechanics. You can, you can kind of ignore all that shit. I mean, you can. Like, you know, because especially once you know where it's going, most of the plot just kind of exists in his head anyway. And and I I mean he's just like he's just inventing connections to to keep the wolves at bay. So he's just like okay now we're going to the lighthouse. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that lighthouse and I'm gonna find out what's what's going on here because I know right. that the answer's in there. He just kind of fabricates that out of whole cloth anyway. Yeah. And then you don't get 20 minutes of plot. Then you get them walking out in the woods and getting stuck in a hurricane and like hanging out in a crypt. <laughs> but that did happen. <laughs> Right, all that stuff happens. I just mean that, like, you're not, you're as a viewer, not really following a plot trail. Yeah, he's following some invented shit, and I guess it make it. You know, if you feel like you need to keep track of what he's trying to do, you can. 
but you can also just ignore it. Right. And you there know is, where there it's isn't going. necessarily a one to one thing because at the end, when no. Ben when uh, Ben Kingsley is taking a solid fifteen minutes to explain yeah, what yeah. they were doing, he's kind of like, "Some of the stuff you saw was real. Some of the stuff you saw you made up." And you can assume in, very specifically the one part when he goes into uh, into the cliffs yeah. and there's a bunch of rats around, and then he finds Patricia Clarkson, Patricia Clarkson in a cave. Right. She's not. There's real. a lot of visual. She's not real. There's yeah. a lot of visual cues that he used to kind of like indicate that he's gone into sort of like a fantasy. Like the yeah. it's very weird that she's in a cave, and then of course there's a billion rats. He goes into a hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like then, but he like he meets Emily Mortimer, who turns out is a nurse, but she's just been staged. <laughs> but know? she, but a he, very good actor. But he meets too. But he meets her with all the, with the other guys. Sure, with the, sure. With no, the I'm doctors, saying, and like, he meets Patricia Clarkson later, and she's like, "I'm the real one." Yeah, yeah. And he's he and he's alone. So he's he, at that point, you're like he's deep into his own fucking brain. Yeah. Whereas when he met Emily Mortimer, that's part of their like. That's part of their. Well, roots. here we're going to yeah. trick you that this woman was real or whatever. Our plan. And like all the and all the shit that he digs up in his investigation, like the secret patient and all that stuff, you find out at the end that he's that's part of his persistent delusion that he's always saying that there's another patient that's missing and like he's right. a yeah. cop and all of this he's stuff. Been, he's the moment. So like the. The plot from the way that, that we're sold at first before the twist comes is that Leonardo DiCaprio just sort of... He's a duly appointed he's federal marshal. a duly marshal. appointed federal marshal. Everybody's got Boston accents in this movie. It takes place in an island off New England. <laughs> a very scary mental institution on an island. It's so, like Gothic guys, heavy. this is before they get... It t- does like, take place in the 50s, so it's yeah. before they decided, hey, maybe the prisoners might benefit from some yellows but in some these of the, places. But, and the, like, <laughs> the, the really, really crazy people live in a dungeon, a literal dungeon with rock cave walls and bars. Yeah, <laughs> amputated hands God. piled up on the floor. <laughs> knowing knowing what happens and what the movie's about when he like beats the shit out of that guy, that's Jackie Earl Haley. No, but he beats the shit out of a different so, guy, some bald guy. Yeah, and like they're like, what? And the other guys come up on he's like, what the fuck is going on? And you're like, they're like, oh shit, these guys are all mad. Yeah, <laughs> because they like they're they're like their like little plan is going crazy and their their guys like loose beating up other fucking. Yeah. This was a bad idea from the, from the very get go. Yep. Uh yeah, so it's like him and Mark Ruff- Ruffalo, and Mark Ruffalo's like, uh, "I'm your new, I'm your new partner. And yeah. right. We're gonna go solve this mis- this the mystery of a missing woman on this uh, crazy island." And everybody's acting pretty weird, and you're like, "Yeah, that's par for the course." And as and as it goes along, it's just sort of like he gets more and more paranoid, and it's like, "Oh, yeah. they're they're not gonna let you leave the island because they're the secrets." And uh, blah blah blah, and then I like it, the I like the one of the very first beats after they finally get to the island. First of all, they go that long drive, and you see how fucking crazy the whole architecture of the island is. Yeah, and they finally get to the building, and there's like the scariest possible imaginable <laughs> like skeletal woman, <laughs> sunken eyes and like matted hair, and she looks up at Leo and goes shh. Like, yeah. oh my God. I'm pretty sure that's like one of the first things you see in the preview. Do you, for do you think that because like you find out later, bitch, like she's crazy and she's like, "There's a secret. We're not supposed to talk to you." Like or, that's what she's doing. Yeah, they told me to shh. Right, but do you think do you think that like Ben Kingsley sees her and is like, oh, "Shit, fuck, Ah, <laughs> uh, we didn't tell her. We forgot to tell her. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, there's also there's like another another works, person though, that guys. isn't her who's like a prisoner. <laughs> well, it all works. I'm not complaining. But like, once no, but you, I mean, it works. It works even if it was part not part of the plan because because oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, this lady doesn't want me to solve this mystery or something right you know like it, it, no so. it, it, it's all it's all awesome i'm not i'm not trying to complain about it it's just that uh once once you know how how it's working and what the plan is like i was very amused kind of like in reindeer games we're like how many contingencies did you have here because this plan i mean let's be honest with each other it seems a little rickety <laughs> it's not the best pl- still i wouldn't, not I wouldn't still say not it's as crazy as, as reindeer games bad as no no it's not games. but i'm not saying it's as bad i'm just it it put me in the same mindset where while i was watching this movie which i love 
I was going like, what if he'd gone that way? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, what if this had happened? I mean, and like, <laughs> their their big plan, it's terrible because they, they you know, I have these doctors and here's what they're going to do. They're going to, you know, let this guy do this elaborate role play. And they just want their 700 completely fucking crazy people <laughs> to just go with it. Just, just, just chill. Just don't say anything. It's and just all the really doctors and, and all the, uh, uh, you know, uh, aids and whatever. There's Everybody. only, there's only like 60 some people there, right? He's the 64th sure, yeah. patient. Right. You can tell. And, and like, it's, it's Who's pretty, patient it's pretty 64 fun. 64 or whatever he keeps right. saying. Right, yeah. It's, it's pretty I'm fun watching it on the second viewing again to see how, how like, the, the various people, uh, employees of this hospital, like, respond to having to be in this play acting right. thing. And, like, this sort of, like, like, people who get paid the least amount who are just sort of doing all the <laughs> grunt work clearly are just sort of like, God, we got to do this? Mm-hmm. This is stuff. This is dumb. And uh, John Carroll Lynch is clearly like, that's ah, my job. I better do it to the best of my ability, but it's pretty weird. He's yeah. got this whole sort of like resigned way that he's like, yeah, hello, yeah, okay, officer. Or what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're from the FBI? Got it. Okay, well, I let's really, go. I really like the part where it's towards the beginning in there, and he and Mark Ruffalo, or DiCaprio and Ruffalo are like out searching. They're going through the woods, and, and uh, John Carroll Lynch and his deputies are like, okay, we're out canvassing on the cliffs. We're looking for a body on the cliffs, and they're out there, and the cops are just, or the security guys are just like, sitting there like smoking cigarettes and like (laughs) tossing rocks into the beach and DiCaprio is looking at this like something is fucking up here these guys are not trying to find this body yeah and it's like you watch it the second time and you're like these cops are just they're fucking pissed I can't believe we're doing we have to follow these weird orders we gotta do this shit one of the things I think is amazing about this is like that that thing where you watch it a second time and the first time through I didn't know what the you know you didn't you didn't know and so you get the end and go oh okay it's sufficiently elaborate that you couldn't really figure it out and then but, but also everybody Everybody's good enough in it that like you don't notice that stuff. Like Ruffalo is really good yeah. because you you would you don't you don't buy that he's not the guy. But if you watch the second time, he, a lot of what he's doing is like watching. Mm-hmm. He's he's watching. Uh, Asking him leading questions. Yeah, he's he's but he's looking at. He's not actually. He's very it, nice he's, to him. He's yeah. not actually interrogating people. He's like leading him to do it, or like watching him. And why do you think he, that means? And why? Ooh, what do yeah, we do yeah. now? Where, know, where does this lead to? Uh, when they're talking to the lady, and she's like, "Oh, that doctor's really. He's really nice on the eyes." And she's talking about mm-hmm. the Ruffalo character, yeah, who's the doctor, and they kind of like they kind of cut to him. But it like Doctor doesn't. It doesn't give it away. It's not none of none of the stuff that they do is enough to give it away the first time. But then when you watch it a second or third time, you're like, oh, this is. The, I see, they, man, these people are all I, working on a different level. Plus, when they made it, uh, Scorsese talks about like how this, the part where they all look where they're interviewing the orderlies and shit, and how they all look like tired and annoyed. He said that they'd been shooting that stuff for so long, and that that was like what they looked like. Oh, and he wow. was like, just look like that. Look like that. You're really annoyed that you have to keep doing this for me. <laughs> Cause they were just like, they did sit in there. Not, you know, so, right. so that when they get so shots of them looking like, are we, we, we really have to fucking do this bullshit. That was like, that <laughs> our was jobs, actually, our jobs are already terrible. Actually how those actors looked like they were actually like, do we have to do this bullshit again? <laughs> I already live on this awful, scary Island and have to deal with the lunatics. And now I got to do a play acting. Like, yeah. uh, I like the cosplay thing. <laughs> I like how they, they keep running, running and like doing an end run around DiCaprio because DiCaprio keeps wanting to talk to Doctor Sheehan. He's like, I want to talk to Doctor Sheehan. And they say like right. he's off the island, and it turns out, of course, that Doctor Sheehan is Mark Ruffalo, right? His 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 actual doctor, like Ben Kingsley supervises Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo is the person who has the most contact with DiCaprio as a patient, and it it's he wants to talk to his doctor. The whole time. He doesn't know that that's what he wants, but he needs right. to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that that was kind of touching. Mm. 
Like one of the one of the ways that this movie benefits from the fact that it takes place in the fifties. Well, there's two two big ways because like when you do see one, it, at the beginning, you get to have a dungeon full. You of get to have a crazy mutants. Yeah, it's way less <laughs> far fetched that that, that that the the place would look this way because they were they wanted yeah. it to be as gothic as possible. And if it was like taking place, didn't now, have any you'd double like, hallways. Hey, somebody do something about this. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, it's sort of like it's fifty four. It's like a long time ago. So it's like I don't know. We're just learning about psychology. We don't know it's gonna work. We're I mean, trying. We're stuff. still lobotomizing people with. <laughs> spikes in their noses so yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think so There's, yeah they stick them through the eye socket <sighs> and hammer that part of your brain and they let you keep the little piece of the hello brain they take a hello Oof. <laughs> and so like, and so you're like sure maybe like some like progressive doctor is like I've got an idea what if we completely <laughs> humor their delusions maybe that'll help I don't know it, this movie also I don't fucking know this movie also is very Hitch- Hitchcocky oh though, yeah where it's like this is the kind of thing that would be in one of those Hitchcock psychology up to psych- and including the sort of heavily expository finale you know where oh, they yeah, have to absolutely. explain to you what's been going on so heavily I, expository I, I don't mind I, I don't know I didn't mind the way, it, the, way, the way like, he does it when Scorsese shoots exposition I'm never bored is yeah. the thing I'm never like it's you know because he's like doing it's Robert Richardson shooting it and he's doing it in such a way that I'm like okay this is fun also I love the, the shot where DiCaprio shoots him oh yeah 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 and he's like in his and so in his brain he's like bam 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 and all that the squibs are shooting out of Ben Kingsley but he's not moving because it's not actually yeah. doing anything because the gun is <laughs> and then real. it just cuts and he's fine and the, the gun is made real. out of chocolate well, I mean when he, he sh- eats the gun <laughs> I wish hmm <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking delicious, this chocolate gun. Do your fucking job, Ben Kingsley. <laughs> um, I'd had problems with DiCaprio in this before. I liked him more this time. I think he, he's really good in it. There's he's a fine. Pe- this is a period where I, I find DiCaprio laughable in a lot of stuff where he's being like a like a grown up. I'm a I'm a I'm a real boy. <laughs> I call, it's, like his, it's like I'm a, a real it's like his like I'm a real boy Jeez. performances like in yeah. Inception and a little bit in this where he's like I'm a real man and I had a wife and she died. I have to shave. <laughs> there's like there's just something about it, you know. And I and I love him in other stuff, but like I find the Revenant is is laughable that way to me. He's like I'm a man who ate a liver of a bear. The Revenant is an amazing movie in, for so many stupid. I reasons. lived in a. I don't know if I've told the story about seeing the Revenant on here before. Before, but I'll tell it again where uh, mm-hmm. I went and saw it and it was like you know right around it was nominated for a bunch of Oscars yeah. and so people were going to see it in the theater and there were like a couple of middle aged ladies sat uh, same row as me but a few seats down <laughs> and and it was I was I was like enjoying the whole thing but like right from the start they're like oh you know, this is an Oscar movie and stuff and then like it's like you know three seconds in the movie shot in the a guy gets a fucking arrow yeah. through his face and they were like oh my and it was like what oh like my. listening to them react to the movie because that movie is really gory and 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 stuff but uh, but his his whole perform I don't know there's something about that but this I have falls a similar in, story about in, this, that movie where I saw it at the press that. screening and was the guy laughing hysterically <laughs> in the theater the entire time as I think that movie's really fucking fun but like every time somebody yeah. gets like you know shot in the face with an arrow I was just like ha! yeah it's a- okay anyway. I'm sure he's not actually eating a, a liver <laughs> there's no reason for him to do did that they really make him live in a horse for two days <laughs> they sure did why <laughs> <laughs> just he did that he to himself have to actually eat Th- a liver there's a anyway there, this is this falls into that period of Leo yeah. for me where I kind of but I think I liked it I'd seen it a couple times and so I liked it more th- this time I think it he's worked pretty it, good it worked for me better this time I also watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again yesterday and he's amazing in that goddamn oh, fucking hippies but, uh, he, he found he's, he's, he's sort of like found, found his groove since this this was when he's still a very he's a good actor and, and some stuff would work better but he was like, acting very hard and this yeah. is and this movie requires because he's got to both be like what's going on but he's also got to do scenes where like my daughter's a fucking dead there. Yeah. Oh, bro. 
I think that scene of Dan with Michelle Williams is really fucking good. He's really good in that. And I think he's really good in this scene where Ben Kingsley is telling him what's going on. Like, where he's, like, really trying, like, you can see him trying to figure it out. He's like, uh, you know, it's like he's like shutting down. It's like you could see him short circuit. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this works better on repeat viewings for me. Why better are you than all like wet, in- baby? Yeah, <laughs> better than like uh, Inception, <laughs> where like I just uh, every time I watch that I go like oh, it's a little, like a little boy who put on a suit the, the, or something. He's got his hair slicked back. Like, oh, man. he's like my wife was French and she killed herself, and now I, I have yeah. to make cities in my brain. I adore that movie, but it's it's tough. It's tough sometimes. <laughs> no, it's just, when, when when they're talking about brain. Leonardo DiCaprio being an old man filled with regret, it's like what? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> we were old men. We were. We grew old together, honey. Well, he doesn't have a wax and next Why are you all wet, baby? <laughs> Why are you that all wet, That made me laugh baby? really hard this time. Do you remember saying that? It was fucked up. It's a fucked up thing. <laughs> I, I love all the dream sequences where he sees her, yeah. too. Those are so beautifully shot. With the ash. Yeah, yeah, I love it. With the Well, when the water and blood starts pouring out of her. Yeah. I don't know. I just like I I dig that shit. Here's the here's the like <laughs> we we had the line from Alfred Molina. Uh, here's the here's a nice succinct summing up of the uh, Ben Kingsley's explanation for <laughs> running this game <laughs> on everyone on the fucking. Pay more to make it stop. <laughs> I swore before the board of overseers that I could construct the most radical, cutting edge role play ever attempted in psychiatry, and it would bring you back. Like I don't you that I would have loved to have seen that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's really good in the room, this guy. <laughs> you see, you see parts wow. of it because he, uh, DiCaprio and Ruffalo walk in on that board meeting, yeah. where they're clearly like discussing oh, that. Oh and, shit! And it's happening now. Everybody else is kind of like rolling their eyes at Ben Kingsley, like, "All right, we're gonna let you do this," but like, <laughs> but it's also like, if you give this guy to control, we're gonna get these guards to like fucking subdue this guy. Yeah. Also, like, it's also like uh, the. Uh, Leo character had like beat the shit out of uh, Jackie Earl Haley's character like a week before or something, yeah. and so he's talking to him and he thinks he's telling him like clues about this missing woman, but he's also just a crazy person and he keeps going like you did this to me and he's like I didn't do that to you and you're like then you find out no you did do that to yeah, him you yeah, like he did it. you went after him and he like I like he ha- he has visions of they'll never let me out of here now because you fucking beat me up and you're like well that's yeah. sort of sad and he has visions of the guy that he thinks. Is the pre- the person who killed his wife and kids and burned right. down their house, and it's Elias Coteus with like a fucking blacked out eye oh, and a stapled man. scar running down his face. Yeah, he God looks bless like him. he looks like uh, Frankenstein. No, he looks so like, cool. like the Robert De Niro Frankenstein from that uh, Kenneth Branagh one. That shit's great. <laughs> oh man, with those big the big old staples in yeah, his face. Yeah, man, it's so scary. You know the best part of this fucking movie? Mm. Two words. Ted motherfucking Levine. <laughs> Ted Levine is Ted great. Levine shows up and it's That's just like a cameo. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's very he picks scary. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio up in his in his jeep. Well, he's and like the head of security, and he right? tells and, and he tells him about like what it takes to be a man he's and violence. About violence. He's talking about violence. We're all we're all violence. Yeah. God loves violence. You'd crack my skull with a rock and eat my meaty parts if you could. And then he's like, "We've known each other for centuries." And you're like, "Man, this is the perfect <laughs> guy for this great. guy in this moment to run into because he's also weird as hell, <laughs> <laughs> just for his own reasons." Because he's like, "Because he's like, you he's know, because he, he's in on the on the thing, but he's like, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna really play this up then.' Yeah. He's the guy. He's and the guy who like, heard this plan and is like, "Oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Get I'm to really fuck, with this, fuck with this guy. Finally, get a role I can really sink my teeth into on this fucking island. <laughs> Literally." <laughs> I like this movie fine. It's it's very far down on the on my Scorsese list, but it's a Scorsese list, so you know it's not like terrible. But this this scene when Ted Levine shows up, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's just really nuts in a fantastically pure sort of way. I love it. Yeah, I liked uh, this time around just noticing like kind of like the scene with the lazy cops, but like all the ways in which you 
if you're if you're not invested in the story, if you're if you're not paying attention to the plot and you're just watching what's happening, they're really not concealing that much from you at all. Yeah. Like there's the scene where they're like the hurricane is locking everybody down and and like they've been they've been out in the storm and they they Mark, Mark Ruffalo and DiCaprio come back in and their clothes are all wet so they give them they give them like orderly scrubs. Right. And then they're like, and all of you have to stay in here with the crazy people on these cots, and we're going to lock you in. Yeah. It's like, they wouldn't do that with duly appointed federal marshals. <laughs> right. Well, they, I think they even say, like, well, we have to put you here because this other place you can't get to or right. whatever. Of course. But, I mean, if yeah. you think about it, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, they're just patients, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, all that gotta, stuff was really still have fun. to follow these safety protocols. Right, exactly. They're like, we're not going to let you just, like, walk around out there. <laughs> you know? I, we are letting you do that, but uh, you're pretty, you're under supervision mode. Of the time. I like. I feel bad for that poor guard at the end, where he's like, "How bad did you? What did you do you to the guard?" I didn't. He's he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> I, you, you blew up my car. I really love I that, really car. that car. <laughs> blew up his fucking car. That scene's great too, where he blows up. He he's like he puts the 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 rag in the gas tank, and then he sees Michelle Williams and the little girl, and like pleading with him. And, and she's then like, the they're car. like, "Don't do this." Yeah. <laughs> Don't do this. Just instead, instead of doing all this, blowing people's cars up and knocking people out, just have a flashback and remember what happened. Yeah. Oh, remember, remember. That, that scene at the end is remember. so sad. The very last. Re- no, very no. Last, the, I mean, that. Oh, scene, just you just mean the the killing. The, the Michelle big confrontation Williams. scene, and you know, like when they reveal to him what's going on and the flashback, all of that. It's like a good fifteen minute chunk think, of the movie. I think I, the I found very, it really moving. I think the very end is really sad. Oh, it is absolutely. That, I, really, he, I did enjoy that. He chooses to have a lobotomy. It seems that it seems as though, and he says some sort of line about you can either live as a monster or die as a man. Yeah. Die as a good man. And yeah. die as a good man. And then he and then Ruffalo's going like he's he's like, well, we better get back to uh, solving our case. Right, mm-hmm. and Ruffalo's like, oh, well, you know what that means? Uh, lobotomy time. And he looks over at Ben Kingsley, and Ben Kingsley is like, head. "Fuck, man!" And then uh, when Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is kind of like walking off to have his eye, his brain pecked out, uh, he looks over and he's just got this look where it's just like, ah, "I'm doing this is my choice. I, have, I'm, I, I actually know." And if I can't, the, the cycle's just going to keep repeating if he if I don't do this. Yeah, that's really sad. He wants he wants to be free of it too. He wants to be at peace. Yeah. Lobotomized people can, they seem happy. Sure. <laughs> they're sleepy. There's a <laughs> reason we put, do it all not, the time now. Yeah. They're not putting up Just a big like all that electroshock therapy we're always doing to people. <laughs> a little dab will do you. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, you know, it's Scorsese. Like, he, he turns this material that in anybody else's hands would be crap. Yeah. And turns it into something I think that's really poetic and, and cinematic. That's what I'm saying. Definitely is that, cinematic. No is that I think that. that like you give this to another director, they they'd make the movie and it would be like a thing where we go like, well, they didn't really do that. But Scorsese like, if it was Gilliam, leaves. he wouldn't even make the movie. Scorsese like, well, <laughs> we, we, can, we can all be glad that Terry Gilliam wouldn't make a movie. But Scorsese just like you know leans leans hard into it because you know that's because that's all all he knows how to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He can't. He doesn't have that lower gear. No, he can't not do that. And uh, and just despite the fact that the movie you know is convoluted and the the doctor's plan is dubious to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, dubious. How many of movies have we watched on this podcast that involve mental health care and has have absolutely no regard for right. uh, for the 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 well being of the like you don't see doctors going like I actually care so much about my patient that I am willing to go to excessive leaps yeah to to care for them that's true um Melina in the last in identity at least was like I don't think you should be executed right 
But like, <laughs> co- you know, contrast this with contrast this with Gothica, which is, I mean, it's it's a it's a false equivalency to say the least. <laughs> but but like all the shit with the doctors and the patients interacting in that movie was like, put them on drugs, throw them in the hole. Yeah. Yep, she's crazy. She's fucking crazy. Put them in the shower with all with everybody else right, jammed exactly. into the middle of the room. And I'm not saying that like there isn't some heinous shit going on in this. Like we've mentioned the dungeon several it's, times. It's a, unfortunate. You know, it's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to suggest that there's a standard of health care here that I think we need to be aspiring to. Yeah. Well, I no, just mean the, like the we don't often say that too. The, yeah, the movie is saying that this is bad for them too. Cuz the movie is saying like, well, this is they're trying this like this type of mental this type of like therapy. Yeah. To to avoid to avoid giving him a lobotomy or putting him in the dungeon. Yeah. Right. Like, the, I like the, I think like the, the two hero doctors are like actually good guys. They're re- actually, relatively progressive medicine physicians. But they're, yeah. but they're really they're trying, trying to help. They're really actually guy. trying yeah. to help him. They like right. They like they feel they bad for a, what he went through. They're giving him looks of understanding. Like they're like trying to they're trying to get to the bottom. Of yeah. Whereas Max von Sydow is like, ha oh, you came upon me at my by my fireplace. Anyway, I think we should lobotomize you. I think we should eat them. I think we should yeah we should get rid of all of them. If I, like that argument that they're having. Like you can't shackle them to the floor when it's going to flood; they will die. And he's like, uh, "We can and we will." Big deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's and then he's like, "I would shackle everybody on the floors who won't die down there, so that they do." <laughs> and I'll, I also think it's cool that um, so many movies like this that are structured around like a big twist are about tricking the main character into doing something bad or hurting other people or helping them steal the money or whatever. <laughs> right. And this is like about him confronting trauma and, you know, maybe healing as a person. That's just kind of novel. That's what they're yeah. that's what they're that's what they're tricking yeah. him into doing. They're not trying to they're not trying to get her to enter the codes to the coffin so that they can get the ruby out of the <laughs> fuselage or what the fuck ever. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's a good plan. That was a good plan, but they're you know, they're trying to help him. They're we need to you to acknowledge that your reality is a goddamn nightmare that no one could ever live with. And I think it might help. <laughs> yeah. I think it might help. Now the first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> That's true. I guess so. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Pl- plus, like, I mean, it's that. It's like, so there's that their plan, which is like part of the movie. And then the rest of it is uh, unreliable narrator. Yeah. Like filling in the blanks and going like, here's what's really going on. And we're in his head. And then, you know, yeah. at the end when you realize, oh, he's the crazy one. And also, like, I keep talking about how they're not really concealing much from you. Like, it's pretty clear that he's fucking nuts real fast because he's, like, almost immediately having, like, elaborate hallucinations right. and things like that. Now, he suspects, and we're, we're in his head, he's like, maybe they're doing something to me to make me have these dreams or well, whatever. Well, Patricia Clarkson goes, like, yeah, like you didn't smoke any cigarettes. You, right. you, you ate the food, you drank the drink. Oh, you didn't smoke any cigarettes, do you? You have your own cigarettes? No. Oh, no. And that's like, that's actually after, like, the scene where, like, he, the guy gives him a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. He's like, you got, you, your cigarettes got too wet, so take these. And she's like, and she's like his own brain, like, just reinforcing all yeah. of the conspiracy. That Patty Clarkson know. is probably seen as also is up there with my favorite parts of the movie. Really and, and, and it's also some kind of some of the movie that it could have been. Well, I, maybe not, but but still, when she's when she's going into full blown conspiracy mode, and it seems like this is what the plot of the movie is. If you're watching it the first time, you're like, "Ooh, that's a good movie right there." This like totally <laughs> right. sinister island that won't let you escape. But it's it has been done before. But still. Yeah, it's like, ooh, this is fucking scary, man. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. It's uh, very, actually, very progressive therapy that is maybe uh, well-meaning, but uh, possibly ill-advised. Yeah. Possibly, possibly ill-advised. Yeah, they didn't know what the, is it is. Fifty-four. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'm trying to imagine a version of this that is like relatively safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. Need a holodeck or something. Yeah. Like right. That. Yeah. Something like that. 
Turn the safety protocols on. Uh, How much did you hurt the guard? I hope you didn't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> we really put that guy's life at risk. <laughs> he yeah, like might have they, a lawsuit on yeah, his Yeah, just hang out there. It'll be fine. He'll probably sneak around you or something. Yeah, yeah. There is a chance he might choke you into unconsciousness or pistol whip you or yeah. something like that. <laughs> uh, well, what I a mean, shitty job. <laughs> well, I do get paid $50 every two weeks. Yeah, all right. <laughs> two packs of Pow Mals at the canteen. Yeah, but you get to share a, a, a room with six other people. Ooh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> who that's living. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's good. The uh, only thing missing from it? Pruitt Taylor Vince. Mm-hmm. Come on, Marty. <laughs> You blew it. You couldn't do it. You couldn't. What was he busy or something? He might have been busy. He might have been busy. Yeah. He's in a lot. He of works movies. a lot. He's working. He's always working. He works a lot for a great big fat person. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't really have any more quotes. You get the you get the general idea. He's talking in a Boston accent. A lot of it, a lot of explaining happens at the end. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun dialogue in this, but it's not like uh, there's not a lot of silly like yeah. stuff because it's you know a lot of people talking about nukes. Right. <laughs> Explosions yeah, yeah. in the sky, yeah. setting the sky on fire. Yeah. It's the 50s, man. The fucking 50s. You don't know what it's like to have a life growing inside you. Mom! Mom! <laughs> we need to be <laughs> a little, little bit more constructive, constructive here, okay? here, right? Uh, ratings. Four Juds. Mm. Love it. It's great. Um... I just think, yeah, the the G, the Powell and Plesper, Pressburger Giallo thing is this, 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 this romantic gothic nightmare. I just love this movie. It's yeah. really good. It's just you know hard hard to go wrong. Scorsese. Very Val Lutony too. Yeah, like, yeah, like, for you sure. Know, for leaning sure. into that like you know gothic shadows and mm-hmm. it's that Robert Richardson cinematography. You can't go wrong. And he's not doing his Halo thing as much in this too. It's just very no. very a lot of color. Not, not as much. Yeah, a lot of color, but also like just everything is like you know when you get into the dungeons, uh-huh. you're in the lighthouses. It's all this like yeah. gothic. It all it's like the the insane asylum is on this side of the of the island and the other side is all just fucked up rocks. <laughs> yeah. When he gets into the dungeons, he really goes, it really lets loose. It's, it's pretty nuts. Cave scene is great. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's amazing. Very, very theatrical. <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, no, no Douglases. Yeah. Uh, nope. No, nothing real. No talk real about, no talk about sex at all. Really? Yeah. Oh, there is one part For of it. Very, at, movie's at, very at violent. At the beginning but. where, uh, uh, Zodiac says, uh, there's, you know, watch your step around this island. There's thousands of plants with thorns as big as my dick. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I uh, like to think he's he has a very small dick. He has a really tiny penis. <laughs> Covered in thorns. <laughs> and, he, and he talks it up. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how small my dick is. It's the size of a thorn. Famously kind of like tiny and pointy. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, one staple-faced Elias Coteus. Yeah. Oof. Casey Jones, what happened? What happened to you, sir? <laughs> Jose Canseco bat. That's what happens after you fuck all those car crashes. This is what happens when you get in a fight with the Ninja Turtles too, one too many times. Yeah, he, he ran into Super Shredder. What yeah. a career. <laughs> Casey Jones and the guy who fucks cars. <laughs> Not bad. Not too shabby, I thought those were the same guys. <laughs> two different points. Casey Jones, the man who fucked a car. <laughs> it's like the John Henry story, you know? <laughs> the man who fucked a train. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to give it three Juds. Uh, I mean, that'd be on the low end of my Scorsese movies. It still gets three Juds because it's fucking Scorsese. I mean, the movie looks great. Uh, got that Ted Levine. I mean, everyone's relatively good in it for the most part. It's just like very strained. And that, and I really find that last part up until the very end, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty moving, just tedious as hell. 
Uh, it just really grinds to a halt. I mean, for me, um, zero. Not, I'm not even giving it a half, Douglas, for that thorn dick thing because that's not sexy. That's not even a half a Douglas. That's not hot. No. But I am gonna give it ten out of ten thorns as big as my dick. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half Juds. It's a movie that I always feel like it's really good, but then also like it leaves me pretty quick. It's not like one of. It's not like a Scorsese movie that like has that sticks with me afterwards for mm-hmm. too long. It's that period of Scorsese for me where that's the case. Hugo similar where there's mm. there's a ton of shit I love in that movie while I'm watching it and then I kind of go like, "Oh, okay, now it's gone." Yeah. You know, but I but I do I do think that movie's great too, you know, what it in what it does, but uh so three and a half and then you know, zero Douglas's. No, you know. We don't get to see his thorn size. No, that'd be, if we that'd did, be nice. then maybe one. Oh, there know, is a, there is a part, and I don't know if you, we want to include this, but there is a part when he first walks into the uh, dungeon area where there are just full on wangs hanging out. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a sh- it's just like a f- couple quick shots with with full on wangs. But I'd forgotten about it, so I'm not going to. They're count certainly it. not sexy <laughs> wangs. I mean, not not for me. Not for you. For yeah. me, they're like supposed to be. They're more the disturbing wangs. Like, disturbing. These wangs shouldn't be out. This is bad. This is poor medical care. <laughs> If these people were better taken Put care of. Put those back in the, the fridge. The wangs They're not concealed. attached to anyone. Somebody conceal they're these just, wangs. They're just wangs on the floor. Max Fun said, I was like, no, the wangs must the be wangs out. The wangs must stay out. That's we're going lesson. to change the wangs we're, to the floor. We need to leave those wangs on the floor as a lesson to the other wangs. <laughs> the wangs will drown. <laughs> when the fl- well, if it was up to me, we'd all be drowning our wangs. <laughs> we're all going to Wang Chung tonight, so we need the wangs to be out all day. You can't wang. <laughs> Uh, Thousands of drowned wangs, <laughs> the things that you saw in the war. <laughs> uh, and I'm I gonna... saw so many drowned wangs in the war. <laughs> it was fucking horrible. It was fucking hot. Horrible. Uh, I'm going to give it, uh, you know what I'm going to give it? I'm going to give it zero Taylor Vince's. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. good. Only Excellent maybe they would have bumped it up to four if Prue Taylor Vince oh, had been in come this. Come on. Yeah. If he just if, even if he just walked by and like waved at the camera. <laughs> Did a boba fett. Like he like he steps winks, in. He winks. Like he steps in, he's like, oops, I'm like he walked off onto the wrong set and they kept it in for some reason. <laughs> I'm not saying every movie gets an extra half star for having Prue Taylor Vince in it, but this movie certainly it certainly would have. Yeah. Should have. This kind of movie gets an extra half star. This is star the kind of movie where you just that's yeah, you need him in there. Plus with since he'd been in the other two, you know, yeah, I would have uh, would have completed the trip. God, that would have been nice. We could have opened the gates to hell or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, we have to try again next time. What uh. are we doing next time? <laughs> oh boy, I think this is a good one. Four it's eyes. A good theme. We're calling it Four Eyes. We're going to be doing the movie Eye for an Eye. We're going to be doing the and movie. Which, which one is that? That's Sally Field. That's right. That's on, the one that, that, that my Sutherland. friend recommended to me. Yeah. Yes. Oh no. Kiefer Sutherland kills her daughter, and she she goes vigilante. Sally Field. It's directed by John Schlesinger. Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, crazy. Uh, we're doing we're doing I see you. Oh boy. AKA Detox, where which is uh, which is like kind of like Sylvester's like Silv- Agatha Christie Sylvester Stallone. He's at a remote facility to to like get get sober and people start killing killing oh, dudes. Come on. And we're gonna do Red Eye. Oh yeah. Wow. That's the only one I've seen. I Killian like Red Murphy Eye. and and uh, and Rachel McAdams, a late Wes Craven yeah. joint. A very fun, more of a, a bit more of an action suspense movie, but it'll be good. Has it definitely one more rocket launcher than you'd expect, <laughs> right? In this movie. So that's four. The, there are four instances of the word "eye" in those three movies. <laughs> it adds up. Do so the we math. Call them, we call them, we're calling it Four Eyes. <laughs> Can we call it Four Eyes? It adds up. Do the math. Can we get the whole title? <laughs> Matt actually sent that that title idea, and, and I looked at it. I was like, Four Eyes, but there's only. Wait, Wait a oh, second. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. I was working a little mojo on Ooh. you. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Exciting. So uh, we're doing that. We're doing that soon. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon, please. We're, we're so, so close. close. We're so what are we close at? 73? 72. 72. 72 right we're so now? close to 75, and we're going to do our big uh, De Palma, De Palma blowout. Travis has to read a book. I gotta read a book. And like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna excited. say this. I've said this on Twitter a couple times, and you know, if anybody who's listening to this can figure out a way to get it to a hundred really fast, I've, I've said this. I've said this before, and we're gonna do it. If we get to a hundred, we're doing all the Robert Rodriguez movies. We gotta. I don't want to do that. No. Oh, you guys are fucking cowards. All of them? Yeah, all of them. I don't want to do all of them. All of them. If we uh, get to five hundred, we'll do all of them. Well, that's never gonna happen. I mean, we could come up with something, but I don't want to watch all. <laughs> I don't want to have to watch like all eight Spy Kids movies for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, all eight Spy Kids movies. <sighs> it'll probably never happen, but still. No, it'll never happen. We'd be. Did you see? The we're not even gonna ever. We're gonna get. We're gonna be down to like sixty-five now. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're like we're pull, well, they're pulling no subscriptions so that we don't get to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Um, buy some merch, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, do buy yeah. some merch. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Send, send us a nice review. Let us know. Send us if reviews. You, let us know if you almost die listening yeah, to us. If you almost die or get injured too. I mean, I mean or if, if you just, just if, almost sprain your ankle, or if that's you fine. or if you just like it, it doesn't have to be a near death thing. Yeah. Yes. Also, we just, just let us know if you just like it. Yeah. And you're you know you're listening to it in a very like safe <laughs> environment, <laughs> unlike you know Ben Kingsley isn't in charge of your listening <laughs> session. This <laughs> radical progressive medicine. Why are you all wet, baby? <laughs> You're all wet, baby. If anyone ever remember, says that to you, you remember run. when your wife said that to you? <laughs> <laughs> or you said that to your wife? Weird. Yeah. All right. Until then. Until next Do time. Do your fucking job. <laughs> the suspense is killing us. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. If you're frightened of dying and then you're holding on, you'll see devils tearing your life away. If you've made your peace, then the devils are really angels, freeing you from the earth. From the earth. From the earth. White worms on the underground, caught between stations, but a